it is time to tune up the band and happy new year for it is another episode of the sweet chinwag podcast and our first of 2022 i am sam alongside dan and reardon as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling hi chaps how has your christmas break been oh it's been marvelous i am now the proud father of a mortal Kombat sub-zero action figure <laughs> mm-hmm very and good. that is all that matters. That is all that matters in this world. Let me guess. Was that a was that a Christmas gift from Johnny? No, it was a it was a Christmas gift from a friend. Ah, oh. see, I because because uh, when you when you immediately say Mortal Kombat, I immediately my mind immediately drew to Johnny because it's like both of you are the fighting game experts. I'm not an expert. Oh, good <laughs> lord, I'm not an expert. Never, never lie like this on that pod, on this podcast ever again. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. My Christmas was was not bad actually. I got a load of um, of books. I got some wrestling stuff, and uh, I got a pair of nice. nunchucks. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I got a pair of nunchucks, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that except hit myself over the head with them. <laughs> Entirely possible. To reach their own. My, my, once I one step closer to being born a Kano. You are. <laughs> See, this is true. People Next would say the Bruce Lee. I was going to say people would say Bruce Lee, but no, 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 no. I'm doing this no, purely because wrestling. born a Kano. We stay wrestling here. <laughs> we stay on theme twenty four seven. No exceptions. Exactly. <laughs> Going off topic, us oh, could never. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I had every single travel plan. I had organised sideline, but Ugh. like aside from that, I'm, I can't really complain too much. Mm. We had some mm. really good streams as well during the week that I really, yeah, we had some absolutely loved. Um, we had some really good streams. I have a Goomba plushie up next to John Cena now. <laughs> do 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 indeed. Um. What else did I get? To be honest, most of the other stuff I got was like my parents just being like, well, we didn't know what to get you. So we're just like, we'll just buy you some stuff for work. And I'm like, thank you. I really do need more jumpers, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. I need more planners in my life. Oh, Diaries and jumpers. And... I don't Calendars. know. To be, to be fair, what I need to do is I need to buy myself a new notepad because my current one's like falling to pieces and I just still haven't replaced it yet out of pure apathy. But... I've never been one for planners or diaries, I should but ever since... Say, I should also say, I did also get uh, John Moxley's book. Oh, you managed Ooh. to get that? Because I know that... Um, yeah. Because I knew it was pushed back in this country to February. How did you manage to get a hold? Was it someone in America? They're selling it paperback. Son I of see. a diddly. Right, I need the hard, to get... I the, need hard to... Cover, the hard cover's been pushed back to... Um, February, but also I'm not made of money, so I'm not paying for the hardback in the first place. Right, I'm getting the paperback then. <laughs> that, that is for damn sure I'm getting the paperback then. <laughs> Okie doke. So we could go on about what we did for Christmas, as well as having a great stable wars with the legendary Dino Winwood, which you should all go and watch. It was incredible. It was incredible. I'm still salty, and we'll, we will sort this out. <laughs> we will sort this out. But we give you, as always, this podcast thanks to those lovely people over on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know what, guys? You know what I think the New Year's 
resolution of this podcast is going to be. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be that we are always pending. <laughs> uh, I think we need more pending merch. We do. We absolutely we do. Really that do. Could, uh, uh, that's the New Year's resolution. <laughs> get pending merch. We'll get. I, I'm going to need to contact some designers. I'll contact the guys at Water Maneuver. See what we can get rolling with. <laughs> also, I need to still big this up because we do have some pretty um, significant plans in place for our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Sweet Chenweg, where we have, as we alluded to on our last stream, we now do have. A stretch goal on our Patreon. We're hoping yes. that once we hit, if we ever hit one hundred pounds a month for on our Patreon, we will sit down and review the two thousand and one XFL season by watching every single yeah. game. <laughs> and and as we have said, we will watch every single game and do our best at analysing. In our own terms. <laughs> Free English people trying to review American football. What could possibly go wrong? In its entirety. Again, we cannot emphasize every, this enough. Every single game that we can find online for free, we will watch and review. Yep. Because <laughs> here's the thing. As, as I said, this is, this is a great thing. The WWE never archived it, so it is floating around in well, the ether of the internet for so, people. This is, this is one of the things I was saying recently. Um, I was trying to show a friend of mine the... So, I mean, are we doing news? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to it eventually. We'll, get, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do, what we'll do so, is we'll do the so lightning I, round so news. I, so, yeah, so I was trying to show my friend the uh, Dean Ambrose-William Regal match from FCW. Yeah. Which I didn't realise. FCW, not on the network. Nope. They have like twelve matches, and eight of them feature what a shield member of some form. <laughs> yes, but not but not the William Regal one. So I just had to find it randomly on YouTube. Mm. Thankfully, there was like four people that had uploaded it like seven years ago. Yep. But I was just like, man, I never realized that they never actually archived any of this. Yeah. It's like, and and there are some. That's real gold in there. You've got some real yeah. gold nuggets. You've got like early stuff of the kings of wrestling when they when they hired Hero and Cesaro at the same time. Uh, you have Sheamus, or as he was as he was going by his indie name, Sheamus O'Shaughnessy. But of course, if you're yep. from Ireland, you don't have a second name. Just ask Finley. <laughs> <laughs> I think the even funnier thing about Sheamus is the fact that I most people I know that are Irish that are called Seamus don't have the H in their name. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Did you know I found out recently he was once a bodyguard for Denise Van yes. Outen? Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, wasn't it a thing that he used to work as a bodyguard and he also worked at an IT company in, like, Dublin? Yes. <laughs> I cannot imagine... Shameless of all people working at an IT company. Oh yeah. Oh, I could. I could definitely see it. Him opening his lobster head, uh, lobster head OS uh, for Windows. Yes. <laughs> it's a shameful God. thing. No, <laughs> I had to get that joke in somewhere. Right. 
I know. I know. What I love is that that's just the accepted name of the song now. It's just yes. Lobsterhead. That's <laughs> exactly. It. Where were we? Patreon. That's where we were. Yeah. We're also going we'll to review. We'll review the entire XFL season from 2001. We also are conceptualizing a couple more stretch goals if we ever reach the first one, as well as I um me being uh, doubling down on uh, the video content stuff because there is so much more yep. now coming my way and there will be a lot more for Sweet Chinwag. So all of that when it comes to drafts, versions for everyone, maybe even, again, if we ever reach uh, patrons that reach that goal of um, doing uh, the suggestion box and wrestler MVs, that will all be on there as well. Yeah, more there are also to... more. There are also more ideas that I'm trying to convince these guys to uh, <laughs> accept the terms of that so far have been denied. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to open an only Sam's account. I keep telling you. I was I was just talking about bad pay per views, but pop off, King. <laughs> listen, listen. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> I will buy the If URL, there is demand but... for it, then it will happen. But <laughs> until that demand arrives, we're okay. Thank goodness for that and for everyone involved. Uh, yes, yeah, so all of that stuff, we will be updating people via our socials and if you are a patron on our Discord server. And you get the updates at the first notice. Exactly. All of that and all of that great stuff, hopefully to come in 2022 over on patreon.com forward slash sweet chin wag. Okay, we've missed a hell of a lot. Yes. Holy shit, there has yes. been a lot that's gone down the past couple of weeks. We're going to try and run off as much of it as possible. We've had debuts, we've had releases, we've had more news about potentially uh, WWE being sold off. We've had Freddie Prince Jr. going off on John Cena. All of that good stuff and all more as we visit Dan for the first wrestling news of 2022. Dun, 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 down. Wrestling news. <laughs> starting off hot, starting off hot. All right, let's get yeah. this. Let's get this so, madness right, going. Let, let, let's just straight up just say there has been too much that has happened <laughs> in the time that we have been away resting <sighs> to realistically catch up on in a concise amount of time. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm just going to try and think of the biggest things off the top of my head. And obviously the first thing that comes to my head, WWE Day 1. Mm-hmm. Because by most accounts, it wasn't actually that bad. No. But I, A, haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And B, the only thing I know about out of it was Brock winning the WWE title. Which, yes. as far as I can tell, in my head just feels dumb. It was a very snap last minute decision. Yes. From all accounts. Um, and from what I've heard was kind of right down the line right down to the like the last minute my fear my feeling is did biggie really have to take the l on that one well it depends because i've heard conflicting reports because the graphic that wwe put out and then deleted said Big E retains Mm. But then but, but then also i heard that apparently seth was going to win <laughs> yeah it's like why? So, mm. I ha I, I'm I'm not entirely sure what was going on there. It's basically it it just re it loops around back to the same thing I've been saying, which is that WWE has failed to build a convincing baby face in I don't know what like the last like ten three years at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm, even then, they, their, their babyface booking ultimately comes down to, oh, we're just going to make him lose a bunch and just put a load of roadblocks this way. Because I'm just thinking the the last convincing one that they... I, well, again, the last convincing one that they built would have been Kofi. But then again, like 99% of that was not on WWE's part. Yeah, yeah. Giving yeah. them the, the, the W on that is yeah. questionable. So, I mean, I could say the same about Big E as well. Yeah, uh, to a certain yeah. extent, but even when they split him off and the new day, you could—I guess it was a pro- it was the kind of their own kind of mindset and everything. I can't understand it myself. I thought Big E was—I don't know why. Well, why because the- here, here's the thing, right? There's all the people out there being like, "Oh, well, Big E's title reign was mid," but then, like, again, what is what is that down to? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, mm-hmm. I think that's down to just bad booking. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> if it was mid, then why the hell did Big E have so much mainstream exposure? And why was he popping up in boxing events, in award ceremonies, on red carpets all the time? Looking like yeah. he should be there because yeah. he was really rocking that main event picture being the company's representative. I Again, it's that thing. I just... I, I just, it, it's, is it a lack of faith on Big E? Maybe, I don't know. Consider the following. It's not a lack of faith in Big E. It's an over-reliance on Brock Lesnar. Yeah. True. But here's the... And and this is the thing that really conflicts my mind and makes me, I guess, me seem a bit of a hypocrite. Problem with, like, with that is that... I think Brock's doing some of his best character work he's ever had in his career. Yeah. And it's like, when he, when he won, I was like, oh, God. But then again, I was, well, Brock's doing good stuff. And it was like, my mind was going, no, Sam. But then it's like, we do like, we do like uh, Lumberjack Brock. That's the thing. Lumberjack Brock has been one of the one of the more entertaining things in WWE. Yeah, but like, I don't know. In, in, in my head. At what cost? Mm. Yeah, it it, it is it is the, the it is the limit reaction, but at what cost? But because at what now cost? the two champions have always uh, the the big rivalry feud now is that, and then there's no and there's nothing else. Yeah. I, I I can't say that there's anything else of any value that people are talking about within well, the company. Well, because because again, this is the thing I've been saying about WWE that has annoyed my friends to no end. Um, which is that, yes, Roman is doing really good work, but Roman's brilliance is showing WWE's ineptitude at large. Mm-hmm. Because, like, cool, we're all talking about Roman, and that's fine, but nothing else is happening outside of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, everything else outside of it is just either the same or largely uninspired or it suits as a vehicle to the bigger picture that they have which is roman versus brock or at least from what i've found anyway and what i watch every week like (laughs) like again it's like i don't know if you want to bring up the stuff with like rk bro Uh, like like mm. In in its own vacuum, it it is you know it, it's good, mm-hmm. but like we also need to consider the bigger picture of of what this stands for, and it stands for 
tag team wrestling means basically nothing, so we're just going to make a match that we can stick it on pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's kind of a shame, because, like, the biggest thing, looking at the tag divisions, people are like, oh, we'd like to see more of, like, the Street Profits, for example, and they just, like, disappear half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And so, and, and so, and so, and so, as I, and so, as I've said to about WWE, as we come up towards the Rumble, which we will be talking about, don't you think it's the most damning vote of confidence that WWE, in my mind at least, looked at the range of women in their roster, said, "I don't know if we'll be able to put thirty of these together for a Rumble." Yes, yes. it's like that angered me. <laughs> ever so slightly like they're genuinely looking at going are we going to be able to put together 30 women to have a rumble in the first place mm. Uh, mm. I have like, thought what, to, I what have can thought you say what can you say well no but I think genuinely we're at, we're at the point now look I'm not going to wade into that whole discussion about Mickey James and whatever mm-hmm. because Look, I'll be honest, I don't see this any more than WWE being like, well, she's formerly of our company and we can probably pay her enough money to make an appearance. Yeah. And yeah. then, as I say to people, like people getting mad at Mickey for doing it, like, yo, get the bag. Just get the bag. I don't care. You do you. You want to secure yourself and take a payday? Sure. Because I'm sure they paid out the wazoo to get her in there. And to which I say, I think Mickey James is the smartest person out of the two. Yeah, in the in this situation, like straight up, she's getting she's getting a big, you know, she's getting for the for the women. She's basically getting the equivalent of a Brock payday to come in, do work for like what ten minutes. Yeah, and here's the and thing, and then probably dip. And the best part about all this is that she's done everything that she wanted to do in that company outside of that company with NWA and Impact. Yeah. So she, she's having her cake and eating it, and I have all the respect for her for doing that. And, like, that. look, if, if through some madness this runs in a different way than any of us expect, then whatever. But, like, again, as much as I am that person that says, like, obviously defend your rights, you know, don't work for people that make you feel bad. But if you're taking the payday, take the payday. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be mad at someone getting paid what they rightfully deserve. It's the Kevin Nash way of of, of business. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, as... Here we go. We're doing the first one of this year and we're doing it in the first, I'm doing it in the first couple minutes. <laughs> uh to go from to go from wrestling to um, occupational to occupational and corporate theory, you don't owe your employers shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't owe them any loyalty. If they want to pay you, then they'll pay you. Then they pay you for your work. That's that. Mm-hmm. Hence why I'm now freelance. <laughs> So fucking go and get it, Mickey James. Take the payday, okay? Absolutely. Speaking of um, of all of this and this just this just this seismic change that's happening in WWE, we now have uh, Bron Breaker as NXT champion. Um, Dude, he kicked down the X. 
If, 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 if there was ever more subliminal message of fuck NXT one of black and gold, that was that, that intro. Yes. There was that, and then there were the releases that happened recently where it's basically just them being like, we do not care about the wrestling anymore. Yeah. Well, I, if you are here for wrestling and wrestlers, I'm sorry to disappoint you. They will not be here. So, Reardon, you knew how uh, how upset me and Dan were when we saw the names Hideki Suzuki, Timothy Thatcher, um, Danny Birch, and then the one I think that stings for, I think, every single person regardless of whether you know you were a big fan of his or not william regal yeah 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 mm, all of that like, just like, like, obviously we know like just like in technical wrestling term william regal obviously held in pretty high regard mm. but like even beyond that and like again i'll get to the whole stuff about the people as you know like the actual wrestler wrestlers but even William Regal on his own, in an isolated capacity, is just a great mind for the business to have anyway. Yeah. Thing is, the, if part, I... the thing the thing is though is that ultimately it did come down to that thing where the company didn't even try and hide it. They are like, we yeah. are removing every trace of Triple H's influence in this in this sector of the company now. Yeah. That's a question just I want to, to pose to you two, actually. In a t- if you were in the the position of of Hunter. Whose mind would you trust more in terms of scouting talent? William Regal or Johnny Ace? I mean, it's Regal, isn't it? <laughs> like, that's all I can really say. It's Regal, like, isn't it? Like, the, like... <laughs> ignoring my own conflict around William Regal's hiring of the British independence scene. <laughs> um... Johnny Johnny Ace or fucking John Laryngitis. Um basically at, at least in my mind, hardly even acknowledges that women's wrestling is a thing. Mm. So William Regal takes the space like every single day. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm glad I'm not being mad in that regard. <laughs> no, I feel. I see, like... Yeah, but so, so like I so like I said to other people about this whole thing is that literally they're just like I mean a they apparently had nothing for Timothy Thatcher, which just period is just I'm sorry what. <laughs> yeah. Just let him go out there and be an angry guy who does stuff and beats people up. It's as simple as that. Because <laughs> <laughs> God, do they need someone like that? <laughs> But but second of all, with the exception of Road Dog, <laughs> they basically really they basically got rid of all the people who were like, yes, I know we have you here, and we know you're very good at technical wrestling, and you're currently training people in technical wrestling. We don't need that anymore. I mean, just like they have just said, in terms of actual wrestling, we don't need you. <laughs> I mean. To, to give a casual fan like a, a point of view from where myself and, and Dan are, you, I say, to, in order to be a really good, reputable company who trains their, like, who trains their wrestlers safely, you need some, you need people like Timothy Thatcher and Hideki Suzuki. Like, like you, they, they like, are like gold. Say, there's, there's, a, there's a reason that people like Norman Smiley have been around at the PC for years. Mm-hmm. 
because they're just very safe hands to work with that and know course, and understand the basics that transition into doing wrestling. And of course, the big wiggle. Who can forget the big wiggle? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, so just getting getting rid of those people just smacks of hi. We know you used to care about like work rate and that style and about this. Yeah, we do not care anymore. Yeah. I mean, I hope... I mean, I know Robbie Brookside and Norman Smiley are still there in the PC, so really, I I mean, yeah. for all intents and purposes, I, I wish them all the best, honestly, because I, I, can't, I can't imagine it's going to be an easy couple of years for them to, especially if they've got the eye of Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon looking down on them to make sure that the people that come through who have next to no kind of wrestling experience, but a lot of athletic experience... They get the best out of them. It must be such yeah. a stressful position to be in, to be in the PC, to have those eyes on you now more than ever, to say, if you don't shape up and you don't make sure that we get these people, you know, as good as Hulk Hogan, you're fired. Yeah, yeah that, that's that. That's the thing. Again, like, I, I, I genuinely, feel. I genuinely... <laughs> oh, I've, I've said... I bet you Hunter is just punching air constantly right now. <laughs> he's he's looking he's looking like he's like midway into a set at a hardcore show with him out he's punching the air. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Levesque, no 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 no, you're gonna sh- <laughs> your hypertension's gonna go up again. <laughs> that man is that man has been like it's like the god emperor just wires in him seeing all of this go down. <laughs> Just so just, just like, <sighs> and like, we, like, like we were saying, right? It's so funny that there was, there was a segment with Adam Cole, Karrion Cross, William Regal, and Samoa Joe, like six months ago yeah. on yes. NXT. <laughs> what even is the WWE nowadays? I don't. I legitimately don't even know. I legitimately do well, no, not that's, know. That's what I've been saying. Because I, I, cause I mm. said, for, for me, this is the point of transition of them being like, we are not, like, like they've been saying for years they're not a wrestling company. you got to get around those state athletic commissions somehow. <laughs> we make movies. Um, but, like, this is the thing of them being like, look, we genuinely, we do not give a single care about the wrestling, like, that just isn't relevant to us. <sighs> we don't. We like. We mm. don't want people that do that here anymore. We want something different. And it's crazy because what do you think about it? And I, I don't know if this is just coming from my perspective. I'd have loved to have seen Timothy Thatcher versus Bron Breaker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is the definition of two big like, men slapping meat. That's what. That's what I mean. Mm. here's a question i posed to you the other day you two um on when we were chatting and stuff about all this um this for me and i don't know if it's the same for you really does stink of how they've gone about changes and how they've gone through eras and transition to the two because bring up the new generation for example after hogan left they made for a, a massive yeah. seismic change, but ultimately it gave them a few years of hardship. But ultimately, it came out to be one of the most fruitful periods of their entire, you know, company's history. I get the feeling that the people 
at the back. I would dare say maybe even Vince is going, let's try that again because, you know, that that worked for us so well last time. And then nah, I think... Do you, know what, do you know what this do you know what this smacks of? Mm. Right? And follow, follow with me here, okay? <laughs> do you remember the whole debacle around New Coke? Yes. Oh, yes. I, well, I remember. I I've heard enough war stories. Yeah, you've so. heard you've heard enough about it, right? Yeah. This gives me the exact same feeling <laughs> of a product which is like the same but slightly different. Wait a minute! You're gonna tell me Max Headroom's gonna start making promos for the WWE? <laughs> it's the new WWE. Right? We went over. I sent you that picture recently. And we <laughs> all know who wrestling's Max Headroom is. We do. We <laughs> yes. Do. Yes. But it, it it just reminds me of that thing of them being like, "Here's the new improved version of this thing you already loved and knew," and then when 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 they standing there confused like why do people not like this thing that's like the thing before but we changed it a bit because and then and then everyone else outside it going no you changed it quite a lot actually and we don't like it because we like what we knew (laughs) in amongst the whole stuff about like you know them trying to go through and it's almost like that they were like reinventing the wheel needlessly reinventing the wheel but only because yeah they couldn't they they, they weren't beating a, a rival in the rating they, yeah, wednesday they said they sent out they sent out a company that they kept saying to people hi yeah this is our this is a b show so don't like don't really pay too much attention to it oh by the way we expect you to beat this other company that's running on a major broadcaster in a prime time slot get to it <laughs> Uh, it as I mean to take that old adage as well. This ain't 1998. We're like we're 30 years removed from the 90s, and I feel like this practice. I don't think it will work in today's world. It's or at the very least, there ain't ever gonna be. There is never going to be an era quite like their most fruitful era was, which is of course, as everyone knows, the Attitude Era. So this might be... I don't know if this is going to be a good thing or if this is, might be a detriment to them. I guess we wait and see what happens over the next... Yeah, I genuinely think it's just a matter of us waiting to see what the fallout is. Because yeah. I think... I mean, I I still think there's a number of institutional problems across the WWE at large at mm. play oh, here as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking I mean, of... to be fair, most, to be fair, most of it isn't anything that we don't already know, but yeah. like... Uh, well, on the other side, of course, we had Kyle O'Reilly debuting. Great we debut. Did. We had we've had some really good matches here and there as well. Um, New Year's Smash was a very good event. Thank goodness Phoenix only suffered a dislocated arm because um, he landed very very rough. Yeah, that was arm. nasty. Um, and looked like he did break it. We've had, I mean, Handman uh, Danielson two was an absolute barn burner. And the fact that we already have a match of the year for 2022, just a few days in, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all of that being said, of course, uh, I, I mean, I do definitely want to bring up a little bit. Uh, I won't go on too. We won't go on too long about it, but about um, about Big Swole. Yeah, and the whole fallout from that. 
And all I'll say is, I um, if you want to have a much more kind of like very long, um, a long version of what we're going to say, I'd recommend listening to Wrestling's podcast's recent episode where they really went in depth about the whole, um, the whole situation and what it will uh, and what how it will affect everyone. Of yeah. what, because of what Tony Khan has uh, Tony Khan said and his actions towards the whole thing. Um, I feel like, I, I agree with Wrestlings when I say I feel like Tony Khan should have his account taken away from him and given to a PR firm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as, as, I always, as I always say, there's a big difference between what's okay to say in like corporate terms and what's okay to say on human terms. They're two yes. very, very, very different things. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I feel, look, I'm on the side of Big Swole on this whole thing. I, I think we all are, honestly. <laughs> she saw, there is a very obvious problem and Tony Khan basically kind of came back with that problem by saying we're almost literally and figuratively saying, I have black friends. Look, here are my black friends. <laughs> See, it, it, it's basically... Or I'm just going to try and say this in the simplest terms that I can. <laughs> Obviously, there's other elements that add to the, you know, that come with the individual experiences of people. Mm. But basically, if your response to a question about diversity is to say, "Excuse me, look at these people here," you're really not understanding the question at hand. <laughs> yes, because, like on a on a on a level, what she was saying was not like <laughs> she wasn't saying that there aren't black people in AEW. <laughs> she was saying the system the systems at hand and the way that booking has been done has not been putting black people in the company into prominence. It hasn't been giving them the opportunities to present themselves on that stage. Mm. And I feel it's not only that is that an AEW problem, that is an industry-wide problem. Yeah, it's an industry-wide problem. We already know about it well enough. I mean, it took WWE effectively until, like, 2019. Mm. Um, and, you know, and, and on, on top of, like, all of this, it is that, it is that thing of saying, no, this isn't, this is, less in a problem about individual people and just the systems at play that allow this to happen. Yeah. And again, like it's not like she was saying anything bad about the company specifically. She was just saying, this is a problem I've noticed from my experience that I believe could be addressed. Mm. And then for some reason, Tony Khan just replies like, I release her because I didn't think her wrestling was good enough. That wasn't the question, bro. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what the that problem was, that wasn't what we were discussing here. And I and again I agree with all of the guys at Rest Things when they say that this is going to create a massive problem especially with the the fervent rabid AEW fan base because you can't be wrong about them and you can't for some reason with especially online you cannot critique them because you give I mean you say one little thing and they will go off on you. And especially with something like this and and it might be so much more kind of like amplified as well, especially when stuff like this, especially what, what Swole said, it seemed like everyone attacked her, which was stupid, if you ask me. There, I said it. I put it online. People who attacked Big Swole for simply just bringing up a very valid 
issue and criticism. You were stupid. Yeah, they that they were. It's so unfortunately predictable. Oh, it is. I mean, look, there's a whole diatribe I could go on individually about <laughs> tribalism in wrestling because, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's like the dumbest thing possible. <laughs> it's the reason why Brian Zane put it in, again on his worst of 2021 list. Like, like, there's no way I can explain weird aspects of wrestling tribalism and that extends down to some of the weird stuff i've seen people say on both sides and the weird stuff i've seen people do including but not limited to a guy tweeting a promo like AEW dynamite on a tweet about a news report this is a whole thing i have seen (laughs) and it it, it's like horrible (sighs) wrestling fans but 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 there's like if there's a key thing that I can get across to people, it's that just how do I even say this in the right way? (laughs) People can, people can actually understand this concept just because people's struggles don't affect or aren't visible to you doesn't mean that they aren't happening. And just because they, and because they are happening is not an attack on you or on that thing. It is an attack on the idea and the systems in place that allow it to happen. Does here, that make here. sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I wholly agree on that one. But hey, we had a very we, we, we have had some good matches from really good people in that company. We have. And thank goodness, our favourite wrestler in all of AEW is now TBS champion. <laughs> Praise be to Jade yeah. Cargill. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you know what that means. Thunder <laughs> Rose is challenging for that world title, baby. Oh, uh, yes. Let's get that bread. Oh, oh, I need it in my life. Oh, man. So, again, to be fair, that's a whole separate thing I can have yes. about uh, AEW fans just like not conceptualizing a single thing about Joshi, but I'll save that discussion for another time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. So apart from, of course, our favourite person in the entire world making his debut in GCW, is there anything else in the news? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously to... that is one thing that I should address, which is that, as I said on Twitter, I think we accidentally summoned him back to wrestling. <laughs> as well. Um, I can, I can only apologise to everyone out there. All I'm saying is, I, I, I'm looking forward to the dark arc of Jeff Jarrett in GCW. <laughs> We really are in the most cursed timeline, aren't we? <laughs> oh yeah. But you know what? Like, this is this is what we do to ourselves. This is uh, you, us. This and is no our one influence. Else. This is our influence on wrestling. The only other thing I want to talk about really is just how fucking cool DPW is. DPW. Oh my god! Like Pulse, Johnny, and Tony have like put on something really freaking awesome, and I like. I, Oh, it's like so my good. favorite thing about it is it's just a wrestling company that just knows how dumb it is, yes. but then also, but then also goes like, you know what? We can make really good matches out of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna deny it's dumb as hell, and like they, and like part of it is they're using it to just like give Luther the biggest, like the biggest big up that anyone could ever give him. Yes, but I love it. It's so great. <laughs> yes. Yes, and shout-outs to Kid Bandit, the greatest NB wrestler of all time. Dude, Kid Bandit is killing it. The uh, the first round, like, every first round match of um, 
the DPW World's Eliminator Tournament absolutely slapped. Um, the Andrew Everett versus Calvin Tankman, <laughs> oh. which is a phrase I did not think I would say, was pretty was really damn good. That was a good match. Oh, um, by, by the way, I'm just, foot I'm just four because, Andrew Everett. Yeah, seven maybe. foot four Andrew Everett. <laughs> seven um, foot four. But also, just all the other really, really cool stuff. So, like, finding uh, finding Donnie Ray through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a whole, a whole load of fun. The um, man. <laughs> you know, people like Lucky Ali. Yes. Um... And then also on the women's side of things, uh, KZT. Yeah. Who all look so good. And just, it's, it's just really cool to have this this thing going on. And as, as I said to before, uh, I think that was the first wrestling event I stayed up to watch live in like six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although that also is because it shows at a semi-reasonable time in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> MPM. So I, I can like w- actually watch it. <laughs> no, I, I, I massively agree. Like, I am I have not watched You Already Know because I was doing so much stuff, but I will be watching it afterwards. From all intents and purposes, from what I've heard, it genuinely is a shoe-in for one of the best pay-per-views of the year already. <laughs> And that's coming from a guy from New Legacy Inc. <laughs> it blows my mind. It really does. You don't, you don't, you really don't know. Like, I don't know the people that watch this don't understand how excited I am to watch Kid Bandit versus fucking Ho Holden. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely, I'm so excited for it. Oh. It's. I am so that that is the one I'm really looking forward to. And you know, Kid Bandit now follows me on Twitter, so they've got yeah. all the love from me. They follow us. So it's so awesome. As a show. So awesome. But with that, are we done with the news, Dan? We are. Awesome. And it only took us twenty odd minutes. Hey. <laughs> sort of. Uh, or half an hour, depending. Right recommendation corner i've got one but reardon do you have any recommendations to start this year off yes i do in um we started we have started off uh 2022 with unfortunately a couple of icons unfortunately leaving us for the great beyond mm-hmm. we have had betty white who unfortunately left us just after christmas i want to say just after yeah, yeah. Yeah, just after Christmas. And most recently, at the time of this recording, Sydney Portier. Man, if the you look, just Sydney Portier. So, I will recommend... Um, with Betty White, everyone kind of knows Betty White. Her her legacy is is well aside. So, watch some Golden Girls. She yes. is incredibly funny yes. in it. But with Sydney Portier, because I have watched quite a few films featuring him mm-hmm. i will be recommending stir crazy the one he directed Ooh. starring richard pryor and gene wilder one of the funniest movies i've ever seen yeah because he's a leg- he was a legit really good director as well as an incredible actor yes so it's the it's the one two punch that hollywood's so afraid of uh, oh yes <laughs> Uh, yeah, his legacy is well, well assured. 
may he rest in peace. But I think of all of the movies of which he done a great many, I feel like that's the one. That's the one I really want to recommend. Good recommendations there, Reardon. So, I am, yeah, I'm going to recommend Deadlock uh, Pro Wrestling, uh, DPW. I mean, I, I spent most of my DPW. Christmas watching all of that. As well as, I will recommend Marky D123. Um, oh yeah because marky d uh, his oh man again i spent a lot of christmas going through marky d's videos and he most he recently just did a video on um on gunner scott or or, aka brent albright and his run in wwe but of course one day i hope he does get that interview with sunny don't look at my ass siaki we can only dream so yeah those are my recommendations and with that it is time to for our main portion of this episode the 2021 sweet chinwag awards the waggies are back Woo! i can't believe we managed to actually call it the waggies it's incredible ah <laughs> oh, so it's the second year it's been one hell of a 2021 uh, for mm-hmm. wrestling, it was a one hell of a year. We have a lot of awards. We have a couple of new ones as well. And we're going to get straight into it. So, it is time for the awards. And for our first award, it is Tag Team of the Year. Now, if you listened to us last year, you'll know that I sometimes chose had five. Um, Dan had three. And Reardon had one. And really, there's no change. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> from this year for this mm-hmm. one so shall we start with should we go Reardon, Dan and then myself for all of these uh, for these awards yes we shall okay. awesome so Reardon who was your 2021 tag team of the year I mean they were always they always had this as a lock and they probably always will until someone breaks it it's gonna be the Lucha Brothers <laughs> Hey, I mean it, it's entirely fair. It is entirely fair. For what a year reasons. for them! Yeah, what a year for the Lucha Brothers. Their inevitable yet sudden rise to the top of the food chain. Yeah, just an incredible, incredible duo filled with spills, chills. And blood. So, so much blood. <laughs> so much blood. Dear God, so much blood. I have no other tag team just fully had me as a child again, other <laughs> than the Lucha Bros. And so they will get the nod from me without question. Without, like, they had it forever. Yeah. There was, like, there was going to take something big for them to, to for them to not get it from me and nothing occurred yeah. so the lucha brothers take your award take a bow you get a waggy <laughs> fantastic choice there Reardon. and i feel like we're gonna have, i think I, I get the feeling we're all gonna share similar sentiments here so let's go on with dan for his tag team of yeah. the year so tag team of the year was actually a f- fairly easy category to go over really mm-hmm. like there wasn't anything like super dramatic about it mm-hmm. um i mean again i'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I know what I'm expecting, and I know what I'm gonna uh, bring upon the earth by doing this. So, in terms of on, in terms of honorable mentions, uh, ones that actually didn't make, uh, didn't make the free. I felt really bad doing it, but uh, I had I had to put Santana and Ortiz there because mm-hmm. unfortunately AEW still just hasn't got behind them. Yeah, which is dumb. Uh, and they just really need to actually set them in to giving them a focal point rather than them just being part of whatever's happening. Because like now they've just been stuck in as a part of like the Lucha Brothers and FTR and then being put in as a part of Inner Circle and Pinnacle and then being put in as part of Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Yeah. They just always seem to be like sitting behind someone else when actually they've got the ability to take themselves forward and put themselves in a prominent place. Mm-hmm. Especially when you consider that like with the way AEW is running their rankings, I think they're now number four or five in the rankings for the tag teams. Yeah. So really, they need to be giving them that step up. Um, and then this was one I actually flip-flopped on. I put them in a couple of times, but for, for the sake of things, I'm actually going to leave them out of the free. But um, pretty deadly from NXT UK. Yeah. I was really unsure about where to place them, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, uh... I had I figured I had a good idea about where to place them, and they did have a good title reign. Um, I think maybe just the profile of NXT UK is factoring into it for me, mm-hmm. uh, and just the thing of you know losing the titles to just serve a, another rerun of something sits badly with me. Yeah, but to get into it, uh, at number three, I've put MSK. Mm. Uh, obviously solid tag ray mm-hmm. a big part of NXT this year been pretty much focal since they came in winning the Dusty Classic uh, and then obviously going in winning the tag titles and having a good strong hold on them mm. doing very very well uh, being well received by pretty much everyone aside from the crowd at, when they were still at full sale Mm. For reasons that we'll get into later. <laughs> um, but still, good champions. I think they actually fit pretty nicely into the 2.0 presentation. Yeah. Uh, and I only expect things to get better for them, really. Mm-hmm. It's just a shame that, again, tag team wrestling across the entire company is not given more respect. <sighs> yeah. At number two, I have put FTR. Oh, 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 you're gonna be, you're not gonna be surprised, but with mine, then, Dan. Um, again, I mean, at this point, there's nothing more to say, really. They're just brilliant. Yeah. Obviously, (laughs) coming through, coming into the year, AEW Tag Champs. Uh, again, strong holding, strong matches all around. Just, it's basically just continued brilliance. The thing with FTR is, they're so used to working at like a seven out of ten that anything less we look at and go, ah, it's not that great, really. Mm. They're just at this high level so consistently that we just look back on stuff and go, ah, it's actually kind of you don't realize sometimes how good they are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
What more can you say? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that, that's genuinely it. <laughs> Number one. It's about the rise. It's about the build. It's about that progression. It's about taking that place. It's the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, pretty much the same as Raiden said. It, it's about that rise and that build to the top, them taking that place. Mm hmm. Them going up, going forward, and finally getting that spot that they've been deserving of for so long. Mm hmm. Taking themselves into prominence, having what many people would say is one of the matches of the year. We'll find out later. <laughs> and just again being at that super consistent high level. Yeah, that we that you know that we that we come to expect, bringing something new every single time, always performing, always entertaining, and just always pushing themselves even even further. There's nothing else I can say other than I'm just so impressed every time. Yeah. Right. That is that is a solid, very, very, very solid top three. Um, okay, so mine. Honourable mentions for mine. Astronauts, who were my yeah. number one last year. Again, very, very solid year this year. And I probably, if, if they had a year like last year and no one else had as good a year as they did, they probably would be number one again. Um, but they only reached honourable mention this year. MSK as well, for me, mm-hmm. was an honourable mention, as well as the Grizzled Young Veterans, because those two do deserve love uh, from, from from everyone. I feel like um, Zach Gibson has an untapped potential of being one of WWE's greatest heels if they would just give him the opportunity to be that. Yeah. Um, and they've had some really good matches with MSK as well, so... Honestly, I think they'll probably go under the radar for a lot of people, but they have had a very solid year. They will. I I reckon they'll be NXT tag champs within the next couple of years for sure. Okay, so best tag team of the year, starting at number three, uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the most entertaining tag teams of the year, without question. Uh, their program with the Bucks as well earlier in the year was one of my personal favorites purely because it was just great seeing the yonkers coming out of eddie kingston whilst holding a pair of jordans aggressively new york (laughs) it's the most aggressively new york man i mean it would not have surprised me if he took those jordan ones and just threw them up onto a uh, onto a phone cable Absolutely. Absolutely. He saw he saw them wearing the Jordan ones and was like, "You'll take your you'll take his shoes." <laughs> exactly. I'm actually kind of surprised that that Kingston hasn't done that spot of beating a man and then just taking his shoes. I'm actually kind of surprised. That's a bit of an oversight. It to needs be to happen more. If, if people are going to be wearing more sneakers and trainers in their in their wrestling ring gear, I feel like that that should happen more. Yeah, it feels like inevitability at this point. <laughs> Uh, so no, one of the one of my thoroughly favorite tag teams of the year. Number two, FTR. Everything mm-hmm. Dan said and then some. And the fact that they've been able as well to go to Mexico to Triple A and be tag champions there as well. They've had one heck of a year. They really have. And yeah, the, I, I, said, kind, I like I do kind of hold some 
reservations about it, but to be fair, they've done better than everyone else that AAA tried to do it with before, so I'm exactly. willing to look, look slightly past it. I agree. And and as you said, Dan, all of their matches have been seven and above this year, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> crazy. But for number one, come on, it's the Lucha Brothers. Like, everything Breeden and Dan said, and then some, like... Holy hell. I spoke about my love for them in the Lucha Underground episode, and my love for them only increased tenfold this year by putting on some of the best tag matches of the past 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> just, just. That's all I need to say, and then some. I mean, we've all said it. Like, Lucha it's, Brothers, it's... best tag team of the year, without question, full stop, no questions asked. Yeah. So it's unanimous. The Waggy for the best tag team of the year goes to the Lucha Brothers. That might be the first. Is that the first unanimous Waggy that we've ever given? I think it, it might, might be. be. Yeah. It might just be. It might not be the last. We shall see. Foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, so next category is Merch of the Year, unofficially sponsored by watermaneuver.net because we weren't going to give any of the money to pro wrestling tees. <laughs> <laughs> if, we gave, if we gave the money as pro wrestling tees we wouldn't get the sponsorship back until like four months time and then get told that our credit card got stolen <laughs> so this is of course for the best piece of merchandise released by a wrestler or company in the year 2021 Reardon your winner for best piece of merch or merch of the year whatever one you know <laughs> You know, guys, when discussing amongst ourselves, we inform everyone, you know, the trio, of a great many things. Sometimes it's news, sometimes it's beautiful visuals, a lot of time it's memes, like, let's be fair. <laughs> it is only, however, Daniel informed me of perhaps one of the most ridiculously stupid cool things I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and that shall be my pick for merch of the year being a sting ski mask <laughs> yeah. a thing that should have existed long ago exists now and is Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Hide your partner. I'm coming through with the all sting fit. <laughs> uh, with an honourable mention to the entire full sting line. But that ski mask is <laughs> inspired. And I, it has compelled me ever since I have seen it to buy it. And so I cannot do anything else but give it a waggy <laughs> that is one of the most inspired waggies i think we've ever given yeah and will ever give i feel like we should now change this to the stin ski mask merch of the year <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it i love it <laughs> dad you your yeah yeah your third to your your three to one yeah. on merch of the year. Uh, for number three, uh, I'm going to be giving it to 
uh, Kid Bandits Man Woman Winner shirt. Yes. Mwah. Because MB writes. Mm-hmm. They're really damn cool. And it's good to see it on a shirt. And also a shirt that's also in the process of it making fun of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Remember, Kid Bandit, Nightmare Factory alumni. I know. <laughs> Which it makes, makes it even better. better because it takes a thing that Cody's done and says, okay, but what if we made it queer? Yes. And I get the feeling that in a deep part of Cody's brain, that makes him just slightly angry. <laughs> uh, for number two, I'm going to be giving it to uh, AJ Gray's Cadillac tee. <laughs> yes. yes. Literally all the shot is is just a picture of AJ Gray in like a, the most 90s tracks that you've ever seen leaning on a Cadillac, but it's so good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait, let me let me pull it up for Ridden. <laughs> just, oh just so you know the majesty of how amazing this shirt is. You see this? I gotta check this out. What have we got? What have we got? Let me check this out. Let me just—I'm just going to quickly click on that. Oh, incredible! Yeah, <laughs> yes. beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, and then, while I don't know that this is strictly the fairest categorization of it, <laughs> um, I'm just going to basically say. Pretty much every shirt that AEW has released for Malachi Black. <laughs> no, that's fair. That is very fair. Because, like, they're, they're just all cold as shit. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. they're, all, they're all just really good. Yeah. And, like, I know I'm, I know I'm a spooky boy at heart. <laughs> and I love me some, some spooky boy gear. Mm-hmm. But, like... Just like every like two weeks or so, they're just like, here's a new shirt for Malachi Black, and I'm like, I this might be my new favorite one they've released, even over the one they released the previous two weeks ago. <laughs> I just, it's like still... I don't know where they keep finding them. I, it's amazing that and this side of of Black Mass Clothing, which is his clothing yeah. line, he's been releasing some really good, like amazing merch and amazing designs, and it still blows my mind that he is he collaborates with Justin Wang for his clothing line. Like Malachi Such Black. Is the, this is the way. <laughs> Malachi Black, Justin Wang. <laughs> what are these things? The that perfect the intersection of people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, those are really good choices. Which then makes my feel. I feel like I kind of may may my, my choices may not be as good as your you two. <laughs> so at number three. It's another Tiger Driver one, and it's the Bebop tee, which I yeah. kind of popped huge for. God damn you, Chris, for making a Cowboy Bebop uh, Tiger Driver tee. He's just speaking to me. God damn him. Uh, at number two, Redeem D's Nuts. You know what? I did have that one in there because, to be fair, it was really good. <laughs> Redeem it was D's really nuts. good. I'm sorry. It's another Eddie Kingston. Bob My Bob man, redeem these nuts. Simple, effective. Uh, by golly, was that a hell of a seller on on, on PWTs <laughs> on Shop AEW? But my number one goes to Darius Lockhart's Panther Style versus Tiger Style T-shirt. Yeah, that was so good. 
No, that's fair. It's so good. It's simple but and so effective. But and my golly, I just like when I saw that, I was like, I, I need that. I really need that T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, but that is not the last time you'll hear of Panther Style versus Tiger Style. <laughs> Simple, a little, a little uh, foreshadowing on my part there. But no, amazing shirt, um, and uh, makes me realise that yeah, Darius Lockhart has it down pat on merch design. Because oh, like does. he has a Genichiro Tenryu design for the Revolutionary, and I'm like, you sly dog. That's an amazing. <laughs> that is an amazing design and homage to Tenryu. So yeah, that is mine, and that is merch of the year down. So not a unanimous one, but actually really good freaking choices all around, <laughs> especially from you two. Stingsky mask. <laughs> what more do you want in the world? I couldn't a believe it. Mask? I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I'm like, oh man, oh man. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get on to the next category. It is debut of the year mine is very very easy and obvious to make so i'll leave it at that and i will hand it over to reardon and his pick for debut of the year i feel like such a mark but in my heart of hearts it has to be hook i'm sorry <laughs> i feel like i'm sorry nice one. I, I feel i feel i feel like it's an answer, like even like we had a sweet chin. I believe that sometimes the obvious answer is the correct one, right? Mm -hmm. Oh we yeah, believe in that. But even for us, I feel like I'm crossing a line. But I'm sorry, it's hook. I'm sorry. Everything. Yo, look, right, look. At the sweet chin wag, we are all certified true hookers. Yes. Oh, without question. Yep. It's, Let it be known. It just his his entire persona, his ridiculously smooth work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He calls that the El Camino, brother. Just <laughs> should we just get it out of the way? Then I picked Hook as well. <laughs> is where here is where I unfortunately buck the trend. <laughs> ah. Because I do have Hook <laughs> on my list. He is number three. Okay. So I didn't have a two or three. I literally just best W of the year. Hook. <laughs> it's just Hook. Hook's debut was so, so, so good, though. And I don't care. One of my favorite things about Hook matches is just Taz on commentary at this point. Yes. Taz <laughs> he, has the he best caught, son. He just... Just a fucking, he calls that the El Camino, bro. It's <laughs> the funniest thing. Because <laughs> he has to straddle this line of being like a dad and being an actual commentator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Um, to add some of the honorable mentions I had on my list uh, for debut of the year, uh, I, had, I also had uh, Brom Breaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lulu Pencil and May Sharuga in AEW. Yeah. Uh, and then also 
uh, Minoru Suzuki debuting everywhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I was going to, it was originally in my list, but then I changed it, which was going to be Matt Cardona in GCW. <laughs> because in terms of things I wasn't expecting this year, that's up there. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I, I am right there with you. <laughs> Uh, so at number two, I've got Nick Gage in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because again, on the spectrum of things, I was not expecting going into this year. Uh, Nick Gage appearing on TNT for what? AEW that's on ridiculous. Dynamite against, that's... against Chris Jericho in a death match. <laughs> that is perfectly where, fair. where he was being paid by MJF. <laughs> Uh, Yo, was, I need you was, to kill Chris Jericho. Say no more. Was was not on my list. <laughs> and for a guy who I first watched in like two thousand and five, in like clips from like two thousand two CZW. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> So I feel like I've got to put out there, and I mean, I saw a, this year I saw a man take a glass bump on cable TV. <laughs> this is all I've ever wanted in life. <laughs> yes. Uh, but again, unfortunately, for number one, spooky bastard bias wins again, and it's Malachi Black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. That's I don't. Have, mm. It it came with again having the addition of fucking post doom metal on cable television. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So with, imagine... oh, no. with with again what I still maintain to be one of the fucking hottest entrances on TV right now. Yes. I with I with also a really cool mask. Mm-hmm. And basically, the first thing he did when he debuted was kick Cody Rhodes' head off. So, basically, like, he that's, is a, like... that's at least another 20 points onto it. So, basically, if we had a Folk Hero of the Year award, it would go to Malachi Black for kicking Cody Rhodes' head in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. Then we've just made one up. Folk Hero of the Year, Malachi Black. <laughs> something, something, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Which... Again, shout out to Kid Bandit for saying that mid-match in DPW. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a great, great. No, like Malachi Black and Hook. Yeah, those two very, very, very thoroughly deserved of debut of the year, Waggy. There you are, you two. Yeah. Ah, uh, so let us get on to the next category: best drip of the year. Who had the best gear? In 2021. Reardon, your winner of Drip of the Year for 2021. Mm. Guys, this has been a... I, I, am I, is it fair to say that 2021 was a mixed year for Drip? Oh, yeah. I feel like with the lingering effects of the pandemic, that wrestlers weren't quite able to really get the Drip... Let's, let's, let's also just say though right that like wrestling fan definitions of drip and actual drip are two vastly different concepts oh, yeah. absolutely 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 true 
absolutely true. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I feel like I I feel like 2021 people were tired, you know. We just <laughs> didn't have quite enough energy to really put on a show. Yeah. So, however, with that being said, I will give I'm going to give an actual uh because I can't choose because I'm going to give it a tie. I'm going to give a tie waggy. This is I'm not sure how controversial this will be, but hey, we'll figure it out. Um on, on one hand, we have our old friend Pentagon with that absolutely incredible Aztec drip. Mhm. Absolutely incredible. Yo, was that was that the was that the the black and gold joint? I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. We had like the he had like the big Aztec symbol on the back of his gear. Mm. Oh hell yeah! So we gotta give I gotta give him that. And on the other side, I gotta give it to Edge with that brood drip, mm. making it work with the black sunglasses. Who I I swear to God probably realized. Wait a minute, Matrix Resurrections will be coming out this year. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just preempt this. Ah, I see the Matrix fans come out at night. <laughs> they wear their sunglasses at night, so they can, so they can. To be fair, one of my favorite things about that was it just gave it just gave me that one image of edge walking to the ring and i was like this has so many uses yeah. yes. <laughs> yes my per- my personal favorite one being me wa- me walking to the chicken shop while absolutely smashed at 2 a.m because <laughs> it's not wrong though <laughs> oh it's yeah no you're absolutely right only people from south london will understand <laughs> yes 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 so i feel like those are the two that really, really stick yeah. out for me, and I'll I will have to give them a joint waggy from me. Mm. Good choices there. I think you might like my choices there as well, Reardon. Mm-hmm. Now that you've said that, mm-hmm. Dan, best drip of the year for you. Yeah. So at number three, yeah, I don't know with this one. I, I, I again, I felt like it wasn't necessarily a strong year. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I don't necessarily know why that was, and unfortunately, some of the there was there was one I really want to put in here that just passed it because they did the show on the first of January. Ah, so they're in for, they're in for a strong contender when we get to <laughs> the. 2022 at the end of this year which is horrifying to think about oh fuck yeah um, but just because i can i'm gonna mention it now which was uh dark sheep with the Psylocke gear mm-hmm. from gcw new year yeah absolutely slapped uh at number three i'm gonna go for johnny gargano's johnny takeover gear which is it's just a compilation of all his previous takeover gear oh, inspired I like it. It seemed yeah. fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, okay, it's like a mess of stuff thrown together, but it's like that combined with the thing of him doing lots of stuff that had been from previous matches as well. It was just like, it's just like a greatest hits. And then coming out Numbered, to Rebel Heart. 
Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Number two is indeed the Edge Brood Gear. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, it, it it just hits me in a certain place. Yeah. It does. It does. Uh, number one, though, I don't know if this is a surprise they pick. I'm going for the Big E Fugees inspired gear. Okay. Oh, yes. Mm. With with the uh, the black and then like the bronze. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think oh, it's the um. It's got the it's got the design. It's got on the, the back, like the album with, cover. Um... Yeah, it's the score recreation with Woods and Kofi, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. More like the Fuji songs on the back as well and across the gear. Oh, it's just... Yeah, um, I do like that one, yeah. I'm just an absolute sucker for some Fugees, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's... no, it actually, look, it actually looks so good. Yeah. That, that's that... one of my... Genuinely one of my favourite... That favorite is, pieces this year that is a really really good good one and i'm kind of glad that you brought that up because that is an honorable mention for one of mine mm. so for my drip of the year honorable mentions as i said uh go to uh biggies fuji's inspired gear and hangman page's dark order inspired gear as well mm. Which I really like. Mm. The, 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 the just the subtle touch of purple on the roses, I thought, was just a really nice touch. And the ring jacket he wore was really awesome as mm. well. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but at number three, Lee Moriarty's MF Doom mask against his match with CM Punk, which was just like, oh man, you really, you are just. You're pulling at my heartstrings right now, aren't you? <laughs> All caps when you say the man's name. Mm-hmm. Great inspired gimmick there. Oh, a gear, I should say. Number two, you might be surprised with me. Everything Wheeler Utah wore in 2021. Are you? Is this coming from you as a person or from you as a Matrix fan? This is coming from me as both. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, am I going to ding you on that? No, no, I am not. Thank you, Reed. <laughs> As I, I said, if they were going to, do, if look with Warner Media and AEW were going to do anything Matrix inspired for AEW, it should have mm-hmm. gone to Wheeler Utah. They should have just done Wheeler Utah versus Miro, but they both have to wear Matrix inspired gear. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And number one, as a surprise to no one, abs- whatsoever, it's Edge's brood gear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Free god. Free souls. <laughs> Free souls. We're going to get a brood bath uh, by the end of this now, aren't we? Because we've said it three times. <laughs> oh no. It, 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 what, what, what is there to say? Like, it's just, it, pop, it, it popped me massively at SummerSlam. It did. Mm-hmm. Just the sunglasses as well. It's just like the touch of the sunglasses as well. Also, the fact that Edge also, during that whole time in that rivalry with Seth, also brought back the line, the freaks come out at night. <laughs> Which I think pretty, probably put it over the edge for you, didn't it? Yeah, just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All pun intended. <laughs> so, no, Edge's brood gear. That is, I, I, It's safe to say, I would imagine, even though it was placed two by Dan, I say that's a unanimous waggy we give to Edge's brood gear, isn't it? 
Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's I, a one, a one, that. and a two. Like. Yeah, I count that. That's a unanimous. <laughs> That's a unanimous wagon going to Edge's Brood Gear. All right, next category. Bump of the year. Who took the gnarliest, craziest, or perhaps even funniest bump in the year of our Lord 2021? Reardon, what was your bump of the year? This is... I have... I have two. I have two, and I'm like, I'm now just going to actually discuss it while I yep. try to figure it out. <laughs> on talk, one talk hand, us for it. Talk us for on, it. On one hand, we have the the thumbtacked Jordans mm-hmm. against against Pentagon. An idea that hurts me to my core, putting thumbtacks in fresh Jordans. It hurts so badly. So not only did Pentagon take a bump, but I took a bump by watching it. (laughs) On the other hand, Chris Chris Jericho going through glass. Hell yeah, let him know. Let him know. (laughs) It's a sentence in the year of our Lord 2021. Is a sentence I never, ever anticipated saying. <laughs> so, what do you go for? Do you go for, like, because it's, do you go for one that you never see, you never thought you would ever see in your life, or one that you personally went seeing for two different reasons? That is, that is where I am at, folks. <laughs> and I am tempted to just give them both, give them both a waggy. <laughs> Split for the waggy me. in two, like the I think, championship. Yeah, I think splitting the waggy in two for this, because there's like, there's one, there's one that, there's that, the, the Pentagon bump is one that I feel is most, is most of this category. Yeah. But then Chris Jericho's bump is a bump for the culture. Yes. <laughs> so I cannot, I cannot in good conscience not. Allow it to not get the recognition. It, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I feel like I have to give both. I have to give both. Yeah. Inspired choices. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Dan, your bump of the year, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that I know what so, our number ones are. If, uh, just to give an honourable mention, uh, it goes to. Uh, Kevin Owens getting run over by Roman Reigns in a golf cart. <laughs> God, that was this year, wasn't it? Because the even because the even funniest part about that is it was in a last man standing match. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I see it, I just crease. I don't know why. I just find it hilarious. Anyway, coming in at number three is the Chris Jericho glass bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, again, I didn't expect Chris Jericho to be taking bumps on broken glass in the year of our Lord 2021 (laughs) against Nick Gage. And like you said, just for the culture, it's something you just need to see. It is. Uh, At number two goes to the top of the top rope Canadian destroyer from Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Fair, fair. Mm -hmm. Just because watching it, I was genuinely just like, 
there's no way he's actually going to do that. And I was just like, oh, he is, and it has happened. And it looks like uh, his neck has collapsed. He do! <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like, it was just like the cap off that you kind of needed in that match. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to deny it was just like absolute lucha craziness. <laughs> Like let alone Phoenix jumping from the top from the top. Yeah. But just adding adding that in there just went so hard. And look right number one, I want to give some real context to. Okay. Which is say, this happened January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> and from the moment I saw it, I was like, I do not care. If we have a bump of the year category, this is going in. If we get to the end of the year awards and we don't have it, I'm mentioning it anyway. <laughs> And to be fair, I just want to say, as a whole, by virtue of one Twitter account, we've seen a fantastic resurgence of Dick Togo in meme culture and yes. wrestling. Yes. <laughs> the renaissance uh, of Dick Togo. Including, but not limited to, obviously, the amazing Toriano fan account Twitter. Yep. Uh, and the whole debacle of the gif of Dick Togo being... Uh, blocked and DMCA'd by TV Asahi, which is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just the whole thing of him going to the effort of editing the GIF to get it past TV Asahi, yeah. <laughs> which is just even better. The commitment. Which now means, obviously, we have a safe version of the Dick Togo GIF to use when we want to use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's the Dick Togo table bump <laughs> from January 6th, Sonata versus Evil yes. 2021. Yes. Purely because, right, there's 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 an aspect to it that I love, which is the fact of because basically all that happens is is Sonata drop kicks evil, uh, Dick Togo is like standing on the apron, and then because he's been drop kicked, Evil like walks back into him, and then he's meant to like fall off. But he has to take the bump on a Japanese table, and so just to make sure, he just jumps up and basically elbow drops the table. <laughs> and my favorite thing about it is that I was like, Dick Togo was ready to work that day. <laughs> he was like, I'm making sure. <laughs> Oh, and it's just so funny because yeah. because like it all right in in like just looking at it it looks dumb <laughs> but you're just there looking at it and I'm like this looks so stupid but I know why he's doing it yeah. because he's yeah. worried he's gonna hit that table and he's not gonna go through <laughs> so he just has to make sure that he just fucking jumps into it and elbow drops it it's so good Dick Togo in self preservation table. He's like, I've got to make sure I am going through this. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Dad. And I'm glad you brought up your one as well, Reardon. Because for my bump of the year, at number three, it's Chris Jericho going through glass. <laughs> you Let, him know. Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> Because how in the hell is a near fifty-year-old Chris Jericho on on cable television taking a glass bump from Nick fucking Gage? Culture. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, so yes, another unanimous one, because we already know. <laughs> At number two, because I'm a simple man of simple pleasures, it's Minoru Suzuki and Brian Danielson trading forearms. Yes. <laughs> yes. The meaty slap. <laughs> and just knocking seven bells of crap out of one another. But at number one, and I guess it could you could say this is another unanimous one, it's Dick Togo's table spot. <laughs> it's, it's just so dumb, but I love it. But all of what Dan said, as well as me adding, he got fucking hang time on that elbow before he hit the I table. know. He's like, again, I said, he was making sure. He put an elbow and a diving cannonball into that, <laughs> into that spot. And I love it so for all of the reasons that Dad said and then some. So you I'm saying I am saying that that is a shared split between the Dick Togo table pump and Chris Jericho bumping on glass. <laughs> I, what I is am... the what is the dichotomy of man? <laughs> man, historians are going to look at 2021 and say this is the year that changed everything for humanity. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Split award, I guess, for the unanimous one goes yeah. to Chris Jericho and Dick Togo. Foreignly deserved for the pair of them. <laughs> okay. So, welcome to a brand new award. And one that we made specifically for one person. So we're not going to go through who who we are because we all agree on the one person. Yeah, let's just put let's just put it like this: this award was created with one idea in mind. There's only one winner, and there are no other nominations. This <laughs> exactly. is a special a special achievement award. A yes. special achievement award sponsored by the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. This is the Fafo Award. The Fuck Around and Find Out Award. And who could we give it to? None other than Lince Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to, to fill people in about this award, this is the award given to uh, people who fuck around on social media and then find out. <laughs> and continuing on from this point, it will obviously still be the fuck around and find out brackets fafo award <laughs> but in spirit it's its true name will be the lince dorado award <laughs> yes uh and of course for those that don't know we want to say uh lince dorado won this for his incredible contributions to fucking around and finding out <laughs> for absolutely clowning on izzy's dad this year mm-hmm. uh after after Izzy's dad decided to tweet some less than tasteful things after Lince Dorado received his release from WWE, mm-hmm. uh, at which point uh, he then offered to... And bear in mind, this was all in the span of a couple hours. Attend... <laughs> uh, <laughs> a- 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 Attend a national level jujitsu competition. <laughs> Invite Izzy's dad to appear there. Yeah. Said he would fight Izzy's dad at, in the parking lot and paid for the man's parking. <laughs> now, <clears throat> there, there's there's saying stuff and there's being about it. <laughs> You know this. And and on that day, Lindsay Dorado was 
as close to being about it as some of the most dangerous people I know in South London. (laughs) He paid this man's parking all day for him to pull up at a a jiu-jitsu tournament to face him. Where, bearing in mind, Lince Dorado, I believe, meddled in his category. Yes, yes, he did. (laughs) If not one. (laughs) You know that scene in Friday? How do you have to fuck up to be in that situation? You know that scene in Friday where Debo goes, you want some of this too, old man? Huh? (laughs) That is Lince Dorado in that moment. (laughs) Oh, no, nothing else can be said about it other than Lince Dorado, you're an absolute stand-up human being for doing that. I don't even care, it's certified king status. It is, it is. Uh, how do you and- tell a man to pull up at a jiu-jitsu competition? Because <laughs> I think it was two hours ago. What the fuck, Daniel? And then, what do you want to fight? Then, yeah, he's like, he's like, you want to fight? I'll fight. And then Izzy's dad posting the thing that was like, I said things that shouldn't have been said, and then deleting it afterwards. And, and then like, yeah. like, and then being like, I didn't see no apology. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Dorado, we thank you for being one of the absolute standouts of 2021. Oh, that's brilliant. For all of the right reasons. <laughs> Oh, alrighty. So, on to the next category, if we can compose ourselves. And this is a big one. We're going for we're going for some of the big ones now. This is breakout star of the year. Who is the person who made twenty twenty one their year, and possibly may become one of the best future prospects in professional wrestling? Reardon, who was your breakout star for twenty twenty one? Ah, uh, the breakout star. The breakout star. You know, guys, breakout star is a very interesting, interesting category. But it I really feel is. like, I feel, because it's kind of like, do we go for the entire culture or just for myself? Mm-hmm. I have to go for myself, personally. Yes, <laughs> absolutely go into business for yourself. Yes. I will go into business for myself. And 2021... It's the year where I really... 2020 is the year I paid attention to the, to this wrestler. 2021 is the is the year I became obsessed with this wrestler. Yeah. And that obsession is with the one, the only, Thunder Rosa. Hell yeah. Heck yes. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I, I fully dig that choice. A, a woman who, whilst... Whilst... Obviously, was growing in status in 2029, 20, in 2019, and 2020. 2021, I really do feel, is the one where it was, no, 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 you're going to have to pay attention to me. Yeah. This isn't going to be one of those ones. Not, she isn't going to be like, for a lack of a better term, an also ran. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone that could have blown up, but just for some reason yeah. didn't. That we have yeah. talked about a great many wrestlers that that has happened. No, 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 no. Fondo Rosa is coming for the fucking throat, and I am a hundred percent here for it. Yeah. Just she gives me nothing but joy, and also Jesus Christ, whenever she appears, I am 
rooting with a capital R for her in 2022. Yeah. I want to see nothing but madness from her. Mm-hmm. And for that, she gets to be my breakout star of the year. Yeah. Fantastic choice, Reardon. Yeah, that's a really, really solid choice. Yeah. Dan, breakout star yeah. of the year. <clears throat> so like we said, there's obviously a whole bunch of stuff because, again, the thing about breakout star is it's like, do you go for someone that, say, like, like had a good year but improved even more? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the ever-going debate about, like, can an older wrestler be a breakout star? Which, to be fair, we answered last year because I think some of us put Eddie Kingston there. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so it is always a little bit of a complicated one. I've probably stayed on the more youthful side of things. Mm-hmm. So for number three, I've gone for uh, Bron Breaker. I'm still going to refer to him as Rex Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair. Obviously, yep. at this point, he's now NXT champion, but that would be out outside the evaluation period, as if we have one. <laughs> I'm not PWI, not, neither any of us really. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's entirely fair, and he's basically burst onto the scene. Everyone loves him. To be honest, he's a Steiner. Yes. Like I can't, I can't lie. It's kind of simple for me. He's a Steiner and wrestles like a Steiner. I like the Steiners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't. What can I say to that? What can I say to that? Uh, for number two, I've gone for Dante Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, absolutely hit the ground running since moving to being more of a singles competitor than a tag competitor. Yeah. Uh, obviously originally being brought in to fill space in a multi-man tag and then absolutely impressing people uh, making uh, making Matt Seidel in the, out in on the outside of the ring mark the fuck out yeah because he's out here doing some absolutely he's doing out here doing video game shit in real life <laughs> yeah. and just every time at the end like every time I look at him we feel like he's improving and we're looking at him now going saying actually he could be one of the young pillars of AEW mm-hmm. that they genuinely build the company around. And I, I think he has the potential to have the same kind of influence that, <clears throat> for example, uh, like, you know, like when WCW had, and ECW had the cruiserweights coming in from Mexico and Japan in the late 90s. Yeah. From when you had for example, like Jack Evans in ROH 2002. Yeah. I think he has the potential to be that for that neck for this current generation of young wrestling fans. Yeah. No, I absolutely. But for number one, honestly, I feel like there was only really one choice for me in terms of breakout star. And that's from going from relative unknown on the independency and kind of across 2020 going through serious injury then coming back and now featuring on national on prime cable tv wrestling pretty much every week and daniel garcia mm-hmm. oh. yeah yeah and you know when we talk about it in the context having you know again two potential match of the year contenders on the independent scene mm-hmm. just in just in this year yeah 
uh, impressing with his debut on Rampage, getting the contract, becoming, you know, getting, uh, you know, matches with CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, the work with 2.0. Yeah. Just everything has worked together to create an absolutely massive year for him. And again, now we're, we're looking past him as even, you know, a guy in his, what his, the incredible amount of work he's already done on the independent circuit and saying, well, actually, no, let's look at this. Let's seriously consider Daniel Garcia next TNT champion in the interim. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an entirely real possibility. Yeah. Mm. All of this. And again, like I said, it, it, it is just crazy that he's done that. Again, when we think about it, he's only been with AEW for what? Coming on five, six months? Correct. Like, it, it's crazy when you think about that. And again, I think he even still missed like the first two months of this year. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible to see where he is now. And obviously where he where he goes in the future again i maintain he's part of the the modern technical wrestling group yeah and i I just see like forget the sky's the limit but it's the stars really Mm -hmm. here here for sure no great great choices there dan so i had to go from four to one because I feel for all four of these people that I uh, was umming and ahhing about Breaks Out Star of the Year, they've had, all four of them have had a tremendous 2021 for all different reasons. So at number four, we have Darius Lockhart. Yeah. Who has had a tremendous 2021. And his stock, and I feel his profile, has gotten so, so big now. Um, Yeah. After a couple of great matches at the start of the year and a great match at For the Culture, he's now had a, an amazing match, which I will get on to. <laughs> I'll get on to later on here with a certain someone, and had great matches against Matt Hardy and uh, Ricky Starks on AEW Dark, mm-hmm. and now is in the NWA, which I really hope, like through his promo work alone, was able to get the attention of Billy Corgan. Which is that saying something? Yeah. About how talented the dude is, and now, like, I would really want to see him as junior heavyweight champion for. for to be NWA. like the thing is, his promos are actually so good. They are so freaking good. They have a certain feeling to them that I can't necessarily quantify, but. Mm. It just like scratches a certain itch. <laughs> yes, the Matt Hardy one especially. that was a really solid one and that was right at the end of the year as well so that's crazy how he had one of the best darn promos and it was with Matt Hardy at the end of the year so no number four is Darius Lockhart number three is Kevin Koo yep what a year in MLW he has had and in the indies as well and he has gone from strength to strength in being uh, like one of the legit technical strikers as well I absolutely love Kevin's work. I believe him and Dominic Guarini have actually, as of this recording, left MLW. So who in the world knows what happened? I was going to say, who in the world knows where they're going to head off to next? I've got a lot of feelings as to where I'd like to see them end up. But heck, you know, who knows? Honestly, Kevin's had a great year and I really do, you know, 
wish that he wish mm-hmm. him like a really really solid 2022 he absolutely deserves it number two wheeler Utah. again such another technically gifted person and one of the absolute like standouts in the independent scene was so happy for wheeler when he got an aew contract and is now mm-hmm. in the best friends and is now actually a part of chaos as well which again is crazy to know that Wheeler yeah. is a part of chaos incredibly technically gifted has had some really really sleeper hits in aew go out of your way and watch like his matches on dark and on aew and on uh, dynamite and rampage he really stands out in those tag matches, I, I reckon, and really is going to be a person a lot of people... I hope a lot of people realise just how good Wheelie Utah is in 2022. Mm. But at number one is Daniel Garcia. The guy is 23 years old, and he mm-hmm. has already had one hell of a career that a lot of people would strive to have in their entire lives in wrestling. Limitless world champion, really good run with that title, goes to AEW and has a main event match with John Moxley, mm-hmm. then has solid tag matches against Kingston Mox with 2.0, then has matches with CM Punk, then <laughs> has matches with Sting <laughs> and Starby Allen and CM Punk. Then has a match with Minoru Suzuki. I could go on forever. Daniel Garcia has proved beyond a shadow of a doubt he has got such an incredibly good future ahead of him. He is such a technically gifted dude, has such amazing ring awareness for a guy that's only a few years into his career, and he's only going to get better, I'd say, with each passing year. Mm-hmm. Has really underrated Mike skills really underrated Mike skills like you know he's from Buffalo New York I mean (laughs) when when he does it when he does do his when he does have promos and has had some of the best matches of the year without question this dude if I was gonna I honestly I'm denied about putting him as wrestler of the year uh putting him in the wrestler of the Mm. year in my top five but I've realized that he's much he's as terms of a breakout year you could not get any better than the year Daniel Garcia has had. Mm-hmm. So there you go. My breakout star, and I guess a unanimous one again, <laughs> goes to Daniel Garcia. <laughs> okay. I'm getting to the big guns now. For the second year, the Jeff Jarrett Award. <laughs> for people mm-hmm. who keep coming up in conversation and episodes for whatever reason. Reardon, who is your winner for the Jarrett Award? Who has been coming up? A lot of things have been coming up. And so I have no choice but to do the darkest, to give the darkest, darkest version of this award and give it to a released wrestler. Just a released wrestler. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 God. He's not wrong, but oh, that one stings a little. What can I say? It wasn't all good. 
in 2021, you guys. <laughs> He's not wrong, you know. Was He's not wrong. A ridiculous year and a year that I feel like it's not going to... I don't feel it's going to get any better. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I really hope it does. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. But for now, 2021 will always be etched into my mind as the year of releases. Yeah. Just nothing but the most ridiculous releases for the most ridiculous of reasons. So I have to give it to that. I have to give it to the released wrestler as my Jarrett Award of 2021. <laughs> no, I as said, as much as that stings, that's that's a, a legit one. Ow. <laughs> Dan, <clears throat> who wins the Jeff Jarrett Award for 2021? Yeah. <clears throat> So there, there were quite a good few nominations this year. Uh, obviously, it was very tough to come to a decision about it because obviously we had quite a lot of people, including but not them two, not just wrestlers this year, mm-hmm. but including uh, how should we say? wrestling i'm air quoting news outlets <laughs> uh amongst others <clears throat> so at number three this year in my picks for the jeff Jarrett award uh goes to sting <laughs> yeah. sting actually came up in quite a good few episodes he this did. year he did as a matter of fact as well as a retrospective so there you go yeah yeah listen to that retrospective it's really good very good uh, coming in at number two for his absolutely ridiculous and out of pocket comment, it's Booker T. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, love you, we love you, Booker, but sometimes <laughs> you do put your mouth. We you. love you, but sometimes you just come out with some waffle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you put do. your mouth quite a bit, Booker. <laughs> the price you pay for being a Rooney's. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Every everything from I don't know why I don't know why big men are doing sentons through to I don't think entrances these days are that interesting. Like, look, just Booker T is the Chris Kamara of professional wrestling. Entrance, yeah, but like, know... but, but like not in a good way though. <laughs> yeah, the entrance one is like, come on, book, come on, man. Wrestling entrances these days aren't different yet because the company that you partially work for don't want to pay for pyro. Yeah. <laughs> they want they want weird 3D CG models. <laughs> like the like the Becky Lynch that haunts my dreams. Or the Roman Reigns that haunts my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Uh but basically to 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 body off of Reardon's one, there's only one man that's really generated the most talk this year. Mm-hmm. It's a Khan, and his first name's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the it's... other side of the coin. Every everything from, um, everything from. This is not a wrestling company. To in my in my world, I'd have a six hour long raw <laughs> through to through to the various releases. Um, yeah, he's just a man in a suit that says stuff, which in corporate terms sounds great, but when you talk to actual people about it, you go, "That's just dumb. Why are you doing this?" Please, the God, no. 
Oh. Then there, there's no need for this. In DD. Alrighty. So for my for my recipient of the Jarrett Award. Oh my goodness. At number three, we have Jeff Jarrett. Yes. We yes. have Jeff Jarrett. I'm so I'm so sorry, Jeff. You don't win it for a second. Your own reti- awards you don't win. The, re- the return of a classic. Because he did keep coming up. By golly, did he keep coming up every so often on our mm-hmm. podcast? At number two, we have Triple H. Again, yeah. uh, the return of a classic. <laughs> the Triple H. <laughs> because he came up, not because we were ragging on him, but because we felt sorry for the poor dude. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, that is actually true. <laughs> he had a shit year, didn't he? He had a really shit year. Really? Wow, man! It's just like when you just when you just like point that out. It's like, oh man, you had a shit year. But at number one, of course, send for the Khan. It's Nick Khan, because <laughs> that bastard made sure that he was on the subject of everyone's podcast in twenty twenty one. Oh, without question. And all I'm saying right now is if anyone has not, or if you two have uh, have seen the Ariel Helwani interview that he did for BT Sport, he's like a rope. He's like he is like a he's like Alan Sugar, but more robotic. I said he's a suit. <laughs> he's a suit that gained sentience. <laughs> and it still blows my mind that him and The Rock were childhood friends. That is ridiculous. It's the most cursed information. So, the Jeff Jarrett Award for 2021 goes to Nick Khan. <laughs> A sentence I never thought I'd, I'd, I'd hear myself saying, but there we go. <laughs> All right, we are down to the last three. Or to the more most coveted, important ones, I guess you could say. Well, I'd say mm-hmm. the the Fafo Award was the most important one, but you know, oh, that's yeah. just that's just my opinion. <laughs> okay, best moment of the year, the moment that either you still go back to, the moment that just made you gasp, or the moment that just made you feel feelings. Reardon, moment of the year for twenty twenty one. I think this might be the most easiest one in this entire category, the return of CM Punk. <laughs> yep. The, the return of CM fucking Punk. Yep. It's time to close up shop, because that's my number one as well. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you know it's my number one? <laughs> Literally. Last year, and I remember this vividly, I joked about how CM Punk returning for wrestling fans was basically the second coming of Jesus. I made a joke of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were right. Yeah, I was right. He returned the very first thing and challenged Darby Allen as his first match returning in AEW. I this has been talked to, to death about. I haven't got anything more to say. It's the sometimes the obvious choice is the absolute correct one. Yes. DM fucking punk is back wrestling. What mm-hmm. more do you want from me? One of the most truly positive cathartic moments I feel in pro- professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
and just the outpouring of positivity towards it is unlike anything I have ever experienced in professional wrestling. Like, again, there are legit, there were guys, there were people in tears seeing him back, and for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> Just what a moment, and to do it as well, uh, the great like timing of having it at the United Center in Chicago, I couldn't have imagined him debuting anywhere else except Chicago and getting that reaction. As no, loud it would, a reaction only, ever, it would only ever be in Chicago. No, <laughs> I think it's safe to say it's like it's all of our number ones, and that yeah, is the WWE's best moment. I do have a couple as well, <clears throat> but before I get yes. to that, I'm pretty sure that Dan has a couple as well. Mm-hmm. So I have got a couple. To be honest, I was thinking of putting CM Punk in with like just the other AEW debuts, <laughs> just because there were a lot of them this year. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Including, but not limited to Malachi Black, Brian Danielson, and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Let alone Adam Cole and uh, Danielson happening at exactly the same time. Yep. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> other ones I had uh, in there uh, Maki Ito winning Tokyo Princess Cup 8 yep absolutely huge moment that led to an absolute monster title match between uh, Maki Ito and Miyu Yamashita mm-hmm. which again that match absolutely fucked it absolutely <laughs> did fuck uh, at my number four spot, I had Shingo winning the IWGP World Heavyweight title because it just warmed my heart to see. Yeah. And just to know that for once, Ghetto did the right thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And was just like, I will put to the side the fact that you originally came from Dragon Gate and I will be the person to say, yes, you do deserve this place because he was deserving of it last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, he had to have the shitty belt, but you know what? He had it. He had a decent title reign, and I hope that he just stays in that picture and just keeps lariating people's heads off. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> at number three, I had Kagetsu returning for the Hana Masane Memoriam show. Yeah. That Obviously, was... Kagetsu formally retiring in 2019, or the end of 2018, uh, to see her return and be illegally smooth <laughs> yeah. with it uh, was just lovely and it was like the perfect capping off to again a, an overall really good show mm-hmm. uh, and then at number two I had Big E winning the WWE title because it just felt so good to see yep. oh yeah <clears throat> and then of course CM Punk <laughs> yep and then CM Punk all right, so yeah, for me, like my honorable mentions as well are Kagetsu's return and Big E's title win, as well as actually Bobby Lashley's title win. Actually, I put there as well mm-hmm. because that is that was a moment that was fucking a long time coming for Bobby, and the fact that he had to deal with so much bullshit when he returned, like the whole Bobby sisters and then the whole flipping Miro getting cucked storyline. I just. <laughs> That was a thing. That was that a thing, was. and he had to deal with so much of that shit, but thank God he got teamed with MVP and they formed the Hurt Business, which was the best part of 2020. Oh, yeah. And then he and he finally got the rub for the WWE title win. So happy for Bobby, thoroughly deserved for him. All right, but for mine, for, for three and two, 
Hangman Page and Dark Order's entrance in that 10-man tag yeah. match. Man, that hit me right in the feels, especially when they had one spotlight for Brody. Yeah. That really hit me in the feels. Cannot... Which, should be fair, in amongst all of these ones I've got here, that is actually one I do go back and still watch regularly. Yeah, same. Same. <clears throat> and at number two, I'm going to be that guy. It's Brian and Cole's debut at All Out. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I said, like I said, I was thinking of putting it all together with them. I was just had no idea how to factor it in properly. <laughs> Talk about like your WrestleMania 17 for a promotion. All that 2021 yeah. was oh, yeah. that pay per view for them. And how in the world could you make it any better? You get those two debut right at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, number one, CM Punk's debut in AEW. It's a given. I think it's going to be everyone's. And I think it's probably going to be the reason why so many people in their year-end lists probably rate AEW as the best company of 2021 because they were able to do the impossible. It's literally, it's literally the thing of, like, this is a thing we just didn't think was going to happen, and it happened, so there's kind of not much you can say to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that, it's not only that, but it's like, this is a thing we didn't think could happen, and then more happened. Yes. yes. <laughs> We got CM Punk teaming with Sting this year as well. And again, that is a scenario I would never have imagined could have happened. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the unanimous one, the waggy for a moment of the mm-hmm. year. It goes to you, CM Punk. To you, Okay, CM Punk. the penultimate award. Best match of the year. And I believe we do have a sponsor for this one, don't we, Dan? Uh, yes, we have the lovely Eleanor Lynn, uh, Eleanor Wrestling, is sponsoring us for the match of the year. Fantastic. Eleanor, thank you ever so much for sponsoring this one. Okay, I have five matches here because I genuinely couldn't decide, and I wanted to give the other two uh Oh, yeah, no, I, I, went, I went four here as well. So, <clears throat> Reardon. Out of all of the matches that took place this year in every company across the world, which was the one that you loved the most in 2021? This match, when I saw it, I knew instantly this was the match to beat. And we got some good matches. We got some great matches. But none of them just hit me like it. It's... It's the one that I said would probably be it when I when we discussed it. It's the one for for this year. It's the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers at All Out 2021. <laughs> Just inspired a, choice. An absolute masterclass. Everything that I want in wrestling was in that match, yes. and none and none other. No other match. Even some of the really, really great matches hit me like that. <laughs> a match that almost made me want to cry sometimes. I adore that match. Yeah. With the Lucha Brothers going through hell, back, and then hell again, and then back again to finally get the belt and be tag team champions yeah packed off with pentagon sweeping sweeping up his 
strangely calm child. <laughs> Whilst covered in blood. Whilst covered in blood. With a child that seemed vaguely nonplussed about it. <laughs> ah, Daddy does this yes. all the time. I'm sure he's all right. Yeah. I need a hospital. Good God. May who I pray for whoever gets to take her to prom. <laughs> she just walks into the door. Sero, mierda, is the doorbell. <laughs> just that. Oh, what a match. Oh, I'm going to watch it afterwards. I'm going to watch <laughs> yes. it again. Could you just... imagine, like, if you're there and you're, like, taking, you're, uh, like, she's like, oh, by the way, you should, like, watch out for my dad. And she tells, like, she tells you who her dad is and you just see him getting hit over the head with a light tube and then standing up. Yeah. It's like... He's in a rocking the... chair at the same time. as well. <laughs> It's just... Nah, mate. Ah <laughs> uh, no, you're right. One of the, the best damn tag match of 2021. Yeah. Okay, Dan, best match of the year. Okay. <clears throat> Before anyone gets at me, I've had to make a lot of compromise on this list. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Which is why I'm just gonna say, when we get to the number two spot, I've put. Two matches I've tied. I cannot pick between which one I want. Uh, number two more, gotcha. but I've still chosen five. Five. I've still got five places. Mm-hmm. Number five. I have Carino versus Carino. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> like that is because really that was choice. one of my favorite independent matches this year. And genuinely, it's just. <laughs> Father versus son in one hell of a bloody bloody match that it's was. A, it is an absolute war, but also uh Kobe Carino brought out some of the maddest mat transitions I've ever seen anyone do. <laughs> like he has he was doing stuff that I just ha- like genuinely have not seen. Mm. And just re-watching it for, like, the two or three times I have, I've just been, like, finding details and just finding bits. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is... <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> this is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for number four, I have gone for Tanahashi versus Shingo Takagi from uh, July 25th this year mm-hmm. I did also have their match on uh, 31 but I went for 25-7 just because I felt like it was a little bit more refined mm-hmm. they're both either way both of them are brilliant yeah. <clears throat> and they're just beating the absolute hell out of each other and again, it really it really showcases Shingo at his absolute best. I mean, obviously, yeah. Tanahashi is is the ace for a reason, mm-hmm. and he hasn't slowed down a single step, <clears throat> even if his arm is coming off of his shoulder. <laughs> Absolutely, like that, that's, that's that's the even crazier thing. Now we get to the one that I know at least one person's going to be annoyed at me about, <laughs> which is at number three. I'm putting. 
12 6 Shiryu Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm going to have to. I know one friend of mine is going to say, well, why isn't that number two or number one? <laughs> and the answer that I have to that is, I really don't know. This is just where I put it to fit it in. Hmm. And I didn't want to have three matches at second place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, this match is just like you want to see everything good about Joshi wrestling. Yep. Watch this match. Mm-hmm. From the matter of you said the two coming against each other, them being in vastly different positions, vastly different statuses, and again, just doing that exact same hard-hitting work that you expect from Joshi. And I guess for me, it felt like going back to watch Stardom at its best. Yeah. Mm. Rather than what I term Bushi Road Stardom. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Like it, It felt like just everything was on point and it's so, so good and really third place doesn't third place really sells it short Mm -hmm. Uh, for number two uh, I've got Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers it's so good Mm -hmm. it's just everything I could want between the two of them in a match it's bloody it's painful it's just like an absolute war yeah. Yeah. In that same vein, I have a 2811 Keno versus Nakajima. Ooh. Just because. <laughs> See, because again, part of this is this is the year I really switched on to Noah. Yeah. But to be fair, from the moment I like properly, I've actually properly seen him, I fucking love Keno. Yeah. I can understand like his why. Thing, his thing is literally, I'm just going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> there we go. And honestly, that's all I really need. Again, it's just, an absolute, it's just an absolute war for the two of them just beating all hell out of each other to within an inch of their lives. <laughs> <laughs> and there's really not a lot to be said otherwise for it. It's just an absolute showcase of the best of Noah and the best of Japanese wrestling right now. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't put it, I didn't put it in my list, but as an honorable mention before I get to number one, I do want to mention uh, Maki Iso versus Miyuya Master nine ten twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's so good. As well as uh, Maki Iso versus Mizuki in the Tokyo Princess Finals. Mm-hmm. Again, they were both so good, but I yeah. felt like I couldn't quite get them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, though, it's Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Down like Grand Slam, yeah. It it just had to be. Yeah. I I do not blame you at all. I think think the best way to put it is uh, from from Joseph. There are very few wrestlers who can make me want to watch 60 Minutes, but but Brian Danielson is the only one of them that can do it regularly. Yeah. And he's not wrong. He's really not wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> like, that really is the thing about it. 
like again mm. a 60 minute wrestling matches is, is a feat to behold yeah yeah well, <laughs> no fantastic that, choices that match just it's just everything beautiful about wrestling really mm-hmm. it would really Absol- absolutely all right Honourable mention, I want to put it out there, is Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 37 <clears throat> Night 1. Yep. No, it's, absolute, it's absolutely... Um... The best match WWE had all year long without <clears throat> a single doubt. Mm-hmm. And the emotion that, that was uh, that was in that match as well elevates it to such a level that uh, Night yep. 2 could never ever compete with them um, on any level. And I don't think even Brian was probably like, I don't even want to compete with that because that wasn't a great main event. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that is my honourable mention. I have a lot more. Su- surprising, indie wrestling fucking knocked it out of the park last year. No, that's what I mean. They, again, there Ooh. were so many matches that I missed off my list that I was like... I could probably make a top twenty out of these. Even though I will say at number five, I would I would dare say it's probably the best indie match of the year, but I didn't rate it number five. Oh, I didn't rate it number mm. one. I rated it number five, and that's Daniel Garcia versus JD Drake at Limitless's The Games We Play. Wow, yeah. great great showing of technical versus old school in the best way possible. Yeah, and these two again <laughs> just kicked lumps out of one another. Yeah, it was a fantastically well-paced match as well, and one that I highly recommend. If anyone has the chance to see it, go watch it. It's mm-hmm. it is so good, so so good. Number four, Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers at All Out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The quintessential tag team match. Everything <clears throat> hit like it, it, on it, it, all it cylinders. It really is the best of <clears throat> just the best of fast paced tag matches and and like the best of lucha cage matches. Yeah. Without a doubt. And now you're probably thinking to yourself, Sam, you've got three more matches that are that you think are better than that. Well, personally, from my opinion, yes. And I'll tell you why for obvious <clears throat> I'll tell you why for, for reasons. Number three. Lee Moriarty versus Darius Lockhart from Enjoy Wrestling's Night Moves. So good. This is free on YouTube. You need to watch this. Two guys that are on absolutely amazing form this year. Two of the most technically gifted wrestlers in America right now. Mm -hmm. And they just put on one hell of a show. Panther style versus Tiger style. It's everything you'd want from these two and then some. Yeah. Great limb work, great map work, ring awareness. And Lee just being Lee, he's just got everything. He does everything so well from British style to American style to Lucha Libre and Strong style. It's just the, the fact that that man can do seemingly all of the really good stuts and fundamentals of all those styles is just mind-blowing. <laughs> it's just mind-blowing to me. But no, great. That is a fantastic match. And as I said, you need to watch it. It's free on YouTube. Number two, surprise a lot of people probably. Kenny versus Brian from Dynamite Grand Slam. The yeah, best, oh. one of the best TV shows or TV matches of this year. And just the fact that Brian is just has never lost a step ever, um, and just Kenny just 
the f- last time these two met was 2009 in PWG. And Kenny's such a wholly different wrestler now to when he was back then. But the fact that Brian could still, you know, Brian's Brian and he'll have a great match with anyone. But the fact that these two still have, they had such a chemistry in 2009 that you know that this would be good. And by golly, was it good? (laughs) Perfect setting as well. I think, I mean, if you were, you know, if you had a company with that roster, you kind of knew what you were doing, putting that match first. (laughs) So no, there is one match though that really got me and really just made myself go, you know what? I am watching the future of pro wrestling and I think it's in incredibly good hands and that is Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia from IWTV 100 mm-hmm. that match maybe a little bit too long in the eyes of some you could definitely tell that Yuta and Garcia were pretty exhausted by the end of it oh yeah the emotion the the, the, the incredible technical skill of, of the pair of them and just the crowd reaction, all of that just made this stick in my mind all year. And I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to see a match as good as this one for me. So these two, honestly, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia, I, I, I honestly think are going to be two of the biggest names in pro wrestling, especially in the, oh, no, in the American scene for the next few years. So no. I know a lot of people won't probably rate it that high, but I'm glad that I can shine a spotlight on that match because that match is fucking yeah. awesome. But at least we give the unanimous one to Bucks versus Lucha Bros. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. We get to the big one. Who this was the most one of the year. This was the most difficult. Yes. Best wrestler of the year, 2021. Sponsored by Bam in real life. I think we I think we've all kind of got a fair assumption of who we got as number one, but maybe maybe I'm speak maybe I'm talking too fast. Maybe I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. Yeah. Reardon. Come those breaks. Reardon. Who in your horses, opinion um, was best wrestler of the year? What a difficult fucking question. <laughs> what a difficult fucking question. It all comes down to what do you want? What do you want to see? There are some <laughs> obvious names. But like, which one do you give it to? Oh God, God in heaven! This is the only one of these categories where I legitimately don't have an answer. I don't have an mm-hmm. answer, and I'm going to be making one up right now. The closest was a course bump of the year, but at least with that answer, I had two bloody answers. Yeah, yes. one. <laughs> do you go? for people who are finally getting their names, who finally got their belt on do great matches? Do you get in people who show that, yes, we still have it? Do I be, do I just be boring and just give it to, to, to Daniel Bryanson? What do I do? <laughs> what do I do here? For Brian Danielson, do I just give it to him because he's still the best? Do I it. don't know. Do it. <laughs> God in heaven. I'll tell you what. Shall me and Dan 
tell you who yeah. we have as our like like please. I've got five to one. Oh, I've, got five, I've got a five to one as well. So let oh, us please, tell, please. let us yeah, let us show <clears throat> you our five to one. We'll start with Dan. Okay. <clears throat> Again, I'm ready to have people hate me. Because <laughs> This was so difficult to pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, every time I thought I'd come up with a list, I'd then create a whole different one. Yeah. Okay. So. Should, should I do my honorable mentions, actually, first? Sure, yeah. go ahead. Okay. So there's a bunch of people I had in my honorable mentions. But... I'll start off with some of the kind of slight ones. So I did have Lee Moriarty up there, mm-hmm. an outside contender, but you know I thought it was, I thought it was a valid pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a, for a good for a hot start to the year. Mm-hmm. Kind of dropped off. Uh, I had Big E. Because again, I was yeah, but also kind of it, it, most of him was coming up towards the latter half of the year. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't feel like the company had the same drive behind him as everyone else had behind him. Yeah, uh, maybe controversial, but I had Volta and Ilya Dragunov outside the five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, close picks. I don't know whether or not. They are paying the price for NXT UK tax. Yeah. And the thing for Volta being kind of largely non-existent this year, in a way. Mm. Which is a big shame, because we all know how good Volta is. Yeah. Um, again, same, same, for, same for Ilya. Yeah, he had he had lots of good matches. He had lots of really good stuff, and obviously that absolute barnstormer of a match with um, with Volta, which again could was in my out was in my outsider match of the year contenders. Probably mm-hmm. about one of the maybe about seven, mm-hmm. but I have decided <laughs> a number five. Was my previous year's number one, Shingo Takagi. Mm. He has had a very good year, but there's a key problem. He's in New Japan. Correct. <sighs> and the problem with that is, since he's been there, it's just been problem after problem for New Japan, and it's through no fault of his own. Yeah. It's just that. They've really struggled to get that same energy behind him as him winning it. Yeah. And obviously him winning was huge. I don't want to take that away. Absolutely massive moment. Mm. But again, it came at the consequence of Billy Fishhawk. It came at the consequence of all the mess with like Chase Owens. It came at the consequence of us looking at it and going... Yeah, they're probably shuffling off him soon. And again, a, a whole sequence of bad booking decisions from Ghetto. Yeah. 
that unfortunately take what should have been a really good year and devalued it. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and it's a shame. In the same vein, and I know this is going to get me a bunch of hate, <laughs> number four, Roman Reigns. He's right, you know, for for the for the same reasons, for the very similar reasons as Shingo. Because Roman has been brilliant, mm. but as I said before, Roman's brilliance shows the ineptitude of WWE. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a thing I was saying to my friends, which is, you have Roman who is great, but there isn't a single believable babyface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're against him. And we're all looking at it now and saying the person to dethrone Roman will be Brom Breaker. Yeah. There isn't a person on SmackDown that the company sees other than Brock Lesnar as a legitimate contender to that title. And it's a shame because what we've been given are all really good matches in theory. Cesaro. Kevin Owens, the potential of Seth, of Seth Rollins, right? Mm-hmm. And other matches. But the problem is, if we look at them, we go, these are going to be really good matches, but we go into it saying, well, Roman's definitely not losing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like without that jeopardy, yes, we can look at matches in isolation and say that's a really good match, but it loses some of that jeopardy that make yeah. us excited about matches. Is this worth... Fin- I was going to say... Is and it- again, Finn Balor as well. Yeah. Is all of this worth the sacrifice of potentially having this dream match with The Rock? You know, that that's that's the thing. There just... They're, they're, there isn't anyone... You know, I don't, I don't feel like they're going to be able to keep the level of interest that they need. Yeah. There's no, there's no room for them to escalate anymore. They need someone for him to face. And it's a shame because it, it, his work has been so good this year. Yeah. And you think about it. They never had this problem with a Bruno San Martino. They never really had this problem. But I dare, to a lesser extent, Hulk Hogan. That's the thing, though. Hogan always had someone to face. Mm. There was always someone that, pres- that presented a roadblock. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't, whereas I just don't whereas with Roman, I'm worried that we're getting at this point where we're just counting down time. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it is, it is a really, it is a really tough one to put in there, but I hope that my reasons have justified it enough for people. Mm-hmm. At number three was just horrible to try and pick. Because <laughs> I really, I really wasn't sure who to put there. But I have decided, <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to bite my tongue and change my opinion right now as I'm reading it. Oh, God. Oh. Here we go. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns supreme. I am going to go, actually, at number three for Venny, a.k.a. Oscar. Oh, Oh yeah, now actually yeah. You mad lad, I'm, I'm, and I love I'm it. I'm gonna, 
I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it because she had a really, really good year this year. Mm-hmm. Consistent, consistent work in Sudaringo. Again, the same, the same quality output appearances in DDT and TJPW, and her appearance at Wrestle Princess was absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to have Stardom fans after me now. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. Trust can... me, Dan. I'm going to have Stardom fans come after me as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in solidarity with you there. Don't worry. Okay. Mum, uh, should I just go up to my number two? Yeah. Okay. Number two was actually the one of the easier ones for me. She was my number one up until a certain person appeared this year. Mm-hmm. Miyu Yamashita. Mm. She is the ace for a reason, and there's no question on it. Yeah. Yes. She has been putting on some of the best matches this year, has absolutely held down TJPW, has been the anchor for most of the stuff that they've been doing, <clears throat> and again, put on probably, yeah. I would say, I think you could make a case for three of the top 10 matches in Japan. Yeah this year or at least in joshi this year oh gosh yeah so Fame. i i i basically had her in number one all the way up until about october <laughs> true true okay shall i go down from five to two down no, and then we all unanimously say what number one is <laughs> Okay, so the number five, I have a tie at number five. And both of them, I feel, for the same reasons as to why. I couldn't decide them. But before that, I'll get to honourable mentions. Sting has had an incredible year and mm-hmm. definitely deserves being in the run for best wrestler of the year at 62 freaking years old. <laughs> Hangman Page for an incredibly, yeah. for incredibly executed, well-executed storyline. And I feel like one of the most sympathetic baby faces in the history of pro wrestling his greatest yeah. enemy was himself yeah i just you can't help but sympathize with a guy like that um shingo as well even though he was my wrestler of the year i'm putting him at, i would say at number six and number seven i would say would go to john moxley i know he didn't have as much of, a, of an iconic year as he did last year but he did have some banger matches not only in AEW, but for Bloodsport against Josh Barnett, which was an incredible, incredibly good match, as well as GCW as well. And honestly, I heard he's actually doing incredibly well so far in his recovery. And I do, mm-hmm. not, I wish him nothing but the best. I really do hope that he makes a good recovery, not a speedy one, a good recovery, and that he can get back in the ring when he feels he's ready to. Okay, so at number five, tying number five. For the same reasons, Alex Shelley and Miro. Mm-hmm. What a career resurgence these two have had. Alex Shelley yeah. has gone on to have such an incredible run in the independence this year. All culminating by winning the uh, the independent wrestling uh, heavyweight title. In a great match against Wheeler Utah. Honestly, I feel like Ale- I think people now are really starting to realise, all right, wait. Alex Shelley is a big reason as to why American wrestling is as good as it is right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the amount of people he's inspired in the re- in wrestling right now is just... 
silly numbers. Miro, because by God did he have an incredibly good runners TND champion and probably the best character yeah. in, in AEW as the Redeemer. Well, now he's feuding with God himself. Tell me that that is not an amazing gimmick. <laughs> that is... <sighs> Honestly, I feel like Miro... I know we were talking about it in the AEW Championship like tournament when Miro uh, was in there in the finals against uh, Brian. Um, I feel he should be in the main event scene sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. What a great and I person to have to go up against Hangman than Miro. Yeah. Yeah. Just, ah, oh, I'd eat that all up. Number four, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. yeah. Eddie's had another great year. Like, I can't fault him. What he's had another year. tremendous year. And honestly, I feel like he's gotten more over. And I feel a lot more people are like, yeah, I would want to see Eddie Kingston's AEW champion. If you even just give it to him for a week, I think people are more like, yeah, I think Eddie Kingston's Oh, no, Kingston absolutely. Champion. As we said many a time, if I I just want to see Eddie as, as AEW champion. Yeah. We deserve it, again, for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. And the fact that he's been such an advocate for mental health as well, it just gets just means he's just a stand-up dude in my book for really just yep. saying that it's, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Number three, he was my breakout star of last year, but my golly is this man had one hell of a 2021, Lee Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe it's this little bit of a slight bias because now I I talk to Lee, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> just had to get that get that humble brag in um, a slight humble brag <laughs> and that and his CM Punk's Instagram followers know of my existence now which is weird to say Lee Moriarty great year fantastic matches he's been he's just been firing on all cylinders and I, I genuinely feel like 2022 is going to be his year that he's going to take the ball and run with it I really hope I'm just saying this right now Tony Khan, I hope you realise that you just ha- you have a future star on your hands in Lee Moriarty. Oh, yeah. Mm. Number two. Miyu Yamashita. Let him know! Let him fucking know! <laughs> and as well, best right? Best wrestler in Japan say, right I'm, now. I'm just going to say this, in case anyone needs that last bit of clarification. Um, her... Her finisher is also co-signed by Malachi Black. Yes. <laughs> she has the co-sign. Yeah. Yeah. Everything Dan said and then some. She's been the best wrestler in Japan this year. Without question. All right, then. I guess it's safe to say it's unanimous, isn't it, for best wrestler of the year for all three of us? What do you got? Well, I guess we should say, for all of us, best wrestler of the year is Brian Danielson. <laughs> Just... Yeah. 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 <laughs> with, like... I, however, you did remind me of my... With my... it Like, it, thinking about it during this, it is actually a close race between him and Hangman. Yeah. Because Hangman knocked it out. Because again, I'm I'm here and I'm I'm going through it and I was like, I was like, I feel like I've almost 
I feel bad that I didn't include Hangman somewhere in that list, and you're and it's absolutely right. Yeah. Mm. I guess you could say one part of it is it speaks to just the absolute immense quality of wrestling this year. Yeah, because yeah, like really we said, does. compared to last year, this felt way more difficult. Oh, this gosh, is so yeah. tough. So tough. I, I'd let, this is why I was like, literally, I have to listen to you guys to remind me because I know I think, I'm forgetting I think, something. I think, honestly, the biggest thing, though, is that, like, Brian Danielson got, you know, was working, you know, a couple matches here and there with WWE, and, you know, they were thinking of phasing him out, and they went, they gave him the, they gave him the, you know, the, the WrestleMania triple threat match. And bearing in mind, that man wrestled that match while saying, I didn't really want to be there. Yeah. And put out a banger performance. And then had a, and had a, a great match with Roman. Yeah. On, on a SmackDown. On a SmackDown. And then obviously he appears in AEW and then it's just like, <laughs> ROH, Brian Danielson is back and he's old and bitter. <laughs> Then so bitter. Why is everyone? Spent, why are all these young people copying me? I'm kicking their heads in. Did a 60-minute match. <sighs> spent four weeks stomping the heads in of the most beloved babyface faction in <laughs> yeah. the company, and then worked another two 60-minute matches. <laughs> He's nuts. Just- but God damn it, do we fucking love it? <laughs> I feel like this is the year where we really, where he, where Danielson really emphasised the point that he is out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. This this is the growing personification of you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. <laughs> Just an absolute bloodthirsty man. Yep. And a man who I just. It shouldn't be possible that he's still this good. It shouldn't be possible. But it is! And I don't... I can't explain it either. So I have to give it to him with Hangman Page with the best storyline of the year. The yeah. best storyline of the year, straight up. Yeah. And to be honest, you ask me tomorrow, I would probably flip <laughs> those two. But I feel like that's the strongest. That's what we got. That's what we got. Yeah. Wow. What a 20... Well, so what a year, I should say, for wrestling it was. Especially, as I said, with what 2020 was like. Um, I feel like wrestling as a whole decided to just take... Uh, just, just go go out, come out swinging the, uh, last year. Um, mm-hmm. And boy, mm-hmm. did they do it. it, it like, every, every facet in every part of the industry decided to go out and go... Full guns blazing. We're trying to put on some of the best stuff this year. And uh, honestly, it's been a banger of a year. One I certainly will think about for a very, very long time. Oh, yeah. We had, I mean, legends, future stars, future companies, uh, the independent scene looking like it's getting back on, right back on track. Dude, man. It's going to be definitely a turning point in there in the annals of history for professional mm-hmm. wrestling. So it makes me excited what 2022 is like when we already nine days in have been getting match of the year contenders. We've already got, we have already had like 
images of 2022. Mm-hmm. It has been nine days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Calm the fuck down, 2022. <laughs> oh, but no, I'm really... I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to this year and seeing what's mm-hmm. going on. There's going to seem... It seems to be there's going to be just as much, if not seemingly more stuff coming out and more wrestlers getting... um more and more great matches here there and everywhere i'm looking forward to it really am and we'll see if jeff jarrett gets his award back this year what could happen we shall see or should we rechristen it as the nick Khan award because we don't know what the fuck that guy's doing <laughs> still <laughs> but i have yeah, no idea we've got all of that look to look forward to we've got so many more episodes and stuff to look forward to and that's all coming in 2022 but we actually do have the small little thing of uh, saying what the next episode is. And boy, <laughs> this is a bit of an episode to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a retrospective, but it's one that no one would have ever expected or would have expected, considering that we did review the Christmas Impact. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Vince Russo retrospective. <laughs> God. This is going to be one of the more interesting episodes we've ever done, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, without question, this is going to be... I expect violence. <laughs> From Vince Russo, or just being blocked by Vince Russo, we shall see. We shall see. We shall, we shall see. <laughs> That's all for next week, though. But until then, I have been Sam, this has been Dan and Reardon, and you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwab podcast. We'll see you, as always, on the next one. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year.